You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 51, Narration Nightmares. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that's pretty sure the world is round. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Raven Perez. I'm Zach Hawkins. Oh, hey, Zach. Nice <laughs> to hear from you again. You brought me out of the closet to hi- from, from hibernation. Some of you may remember uh, up like two years ago now, I had Zach on as a very special uh, episode of the FinCast where a someone who had never read Savage Dragon read some Savage Dragon. And his impressions were apparently pretty good because now he's an expert. <laughs> Quote, unquote, expert. 150 issues later, yeah. Hey, that's pretty healthy a chunk of Savage Dragon to be knowledgeable about. Yeah, it is. I've still got, like, the last two, three major storylines to catch up on, which I think is, what, Emperor Dragon, an invasion, and the new Overlord thing. But other than that, um, no, it's, it's all been great. Savage Dragon is like one of the best comics I'm reading right now. It's awesome. You, you came in about like around the 190s, right? Uh, no, much later than that. It was 203, I think, okay. I jumped on. So literally just after the free comic book day issue. Okay, because, uh, oh, that's right. We had you on because of the free comic book day issue. Mm-hmm. See, it, it kind of reminds me of when I first started reading Dragon. I, I read the most current issue at the time, which was like 91, and I immediately started catching up on everything that I could. Uh, it, it it must be, have been a lot tougher having to dig up 150 issues than my <laughs> Pulse 390. Uh, not really, because... Um... You would obviously have had to pick up either the um, single trade, color trade paperbacks yep. or the uh, single issues. Um, these archives, which collect like 25 issues, have been a godsend because it means that you've just got a great big chunk which collects a whole two years worth. And it's awesome because it means you can just power through it. In a year, I've gone through 150 issues, and the only reason it's slowed down is because they're still being released. Right. So that, that's a that's a big help. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so envious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the saddest uh, day was the day that I actually uh, finished my collection because I, I was just like, it was one of those Alexander wept for there were no more worlds left to conquer. Yeah. Because I was, I was like, oh, I feel so good, but what's this emptiness I feel inside? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I originally wanted to go for the, the color trades because, uh-huh. you know, I, I prefer color over black and white. Of course. Um, and um, But obviously, there was this, this, Jim told me there was this massive gap between, like, issue 95 and, like, 150. Yeah. Where there's, there's just, it's just not collected. And I was like, right, well, I'll go for the black and white ones. I'm actually really glad I did because it's Larson on Larson. 
Uh-huh. So just there's no colours or anything like that. You just have him scripting, and I believe he hand lettered early on. He did have some hand lettering. There was a like a hand lettering phase. Mm. So and, there, there's, um, there's a chunk uh, where it was him hand lettering. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And obviously uh, inks and everything like that. So it, it's almost like those um, IDW artist editions. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I actually think that's my preferred way of reading it now. So it's much fun. so that it's really weird when a, a new issue comes out. It's like, oh, color. This is weird. It, it's funny because um, I will say that uh, his stuff looks really kick-ass in black and white. Yes. So sometimes uh, artists will do stuff uh, without... Like or like, with, I'll say with Photoshop in mind, and so when you see the original art, it's weird because there's like a chunk missing for an effect or something, and something that uh, you may not realize is that uh, when the archive collections are done, like he hasn't just released the black and white, like it's been like adjustments are often made to the art, yeah, so that it will work like better in black and white. So yeah, it's like you're getting like this optimized for black and white edition. It's cool. You get the director's cut. Yeah, it's really good. Um, no, they're, they're really good. I'm really glad I've been picking them up. Um, it just kind of makes me really want all the rest of the highbrow stuff in this format. <laughs> you know what? The sad thing is, is it's just like, he's just one man. So it's like, everybody's always chomping at the bit to get like, Oh, do this, do that. And it's just like, progress nope. is just you know he it's mad his schedule is completely bonkers yes. because he's always going to conventions he's doing two books simultaneously um and so it's like at the same time there's supposed to be all the collecting because everything it's the like the life of the independent comic artist because you don't just have someone you can hand this job off to like no. it, it's it's on you to also be in charge of doing your own collections and stuff. So it's like every issue that you create, you're digging yourself deeper on all like all the collections and trades and stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's tricky. You'll get there though. I mean, yeah, eventually. Yes. <laughs> I, I think you mentioned the gap in the color. I believe that's because there's some lost digital files. I'm not sure. Mm. But uh, it's it's where he's working on it. He said he's working on it. It's like an always because people are always asking. So I think it's like a constantly in the back of his mind thing. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's great. I, I've just digged it all. What I really dug um, throughout the whole kind of run that I've been reading is just how fast it has progressed. Uh, I found that first trade paperback um, like issues one through to twenty five a bit, you know, kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. And and then after that, it was, you know, just clean sailing. Everything was fantastic. Would you say that was because there were so many, like, side plots that were in other comics at the time? Yeah, it's, I think that did kind of drag it down because it's like it would say, go and read Vanguard issue three or whatever. It's just kind of like, well, I can't. So, <laughs> you know, that that's just a side effect of, you know, the circumstances. But um, I, I'm sure at the time it would have made it a lot easier. Interestingly, this dovetails nicely into this, this episode's uh, interesting conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, uh, we'll definitely uh, tie that in. I think, though, we should uh, 
knock the news out real quick. Yep. There, yeah. don't, we don't have a ton. We've just got one news item, as it was. But it's a juicy bit of tid. Uh, Jim, you want to take that news item away? So apparently uh, Joe Keating, who Savage Fit fan, Savage Dragon fans will know from his run as the... Uh, he was the mastermind of Savage uh, Dragon Funnies. I mean, uh, uh, was it Savage Dragon Funnies? No, oh, twist, that twist was... Twisted Savage Dragon Twine, Funnies. No, that was... what Or was he? I thought that was Michelle Fife. Oh, well, I know Keating wrote that last one. Okay, I, I could be wrong. Swore. I probably wrong. I just could have swore that was. I'm no I, expert. You're probably right, actually. Um, but his uh his image comic Shutter will be hitting issue 25, and he the solicitation announced that it will be featuring a a plethora of uh image comics characters, including the Savage Dragon, Spawn, Invincible, Witchblade, Glory, and Shadowhawk, possibly others. Ooh, I love Joe Keating's glory. Mm. Yeah, so it'll probably be his glory. Yeah. Oh, did he write the glory reboot? Yeah, the one with uh, Sophie Campbell at the time, Ross Campbell. Mm. I, I want to read that because that looks really good. Oh, it is. It is very good. Yeah, you, it, <laughs> I, it, it actually got to properly end, too. It did. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's better than others. It, it didn't pinch off. Uh, I was sad that it ended because there could have definitely been more. Right. But it wasn't like it was like you were reading and then just one day it's canceled. Mm, like yeah. the, they did get to wrap it up. <laughs> to be fair, only Supreme kind of ended up that way. Because uh, there were only yeah. the three of them, Glory, Supreme, and Prophet. And Prophet's still going. And I hear is still good, but I'm just not reading yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. Joe no. Keating... Yeah. Fact, little fun fact. Uh, Eric confirmed on Facebook that Joe Keating is a uh, jughead of shakes. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, if because you, that if was you, a character that existed. Yeah. <laughs> I, it was funny as I'm always rooting for jughead of shakes to return. And I didn't realize he was just a joke on Joe Keating. I was like, oh, okay, all right. So he's probably not ever coming back as a character, but still, that's hilarious. So it's kind of nice for him to have a series reach issue 25. I know some of his other series haven't gone on as long. Um, Shudder is supposedly super fucking amazing. Hmm. And my boy, uh, Owen, I know I'm going to say your name wrong, Owen. I'm so sorry. But Owen Gianni. <laughs> is uh oh, part of that uh, and uh, he's like i think artist or colorist or both or whatever but like he told me he's like uh yeah i, I it was funny because i was like oh and i didn't know that you were like doing shutter or i would have been buying it all this time and he's like uh, yeah we're we've been doing it for two years now and i felt like such an asshole dude <laughs> he is like sick like one of the sickest artists I, so, I read, like, the first three issues, and I don't know why I stopped. I think my Polish was getting a bit unwieldy at the time. Uh, I remember its premise was pretty good. I gotta go back and reread it. It's getting praise all over the place. I probably, have, so. I probably got the first trade in a Humble Bundle at some point, so... Is this, like, the first indication that Shutter is part of the, the loose image uh, superhero-verse thing? I, or? The Shutter universe is, like, this big, sprawling magic world where, like, anything happens, so... Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if superheroes exist in some capacity, or maybe it's just an imaginary story because I think it's was solicited as, as just a backup. 
I will say that uh, Joe clearly does have a fondness for that image universe idea. Yeah. Because Glory, Glory kind of sold that idea, too, of like all the heroes, you know, interacting with each other and stuff. Yep. So I would say probably yes, it's safe to say that. Hmm. But didn't Glory feature Super Patriot and Supreme a little bit? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Because uh, Supreme is very closely tied. They're, you know, both Rob Liefeld characters. Yeah. But the Super Patriot tied in, too, because uh, Supreme and Glory are both old characters. Right, they're uh, all World War II era. Right, and so Super Patriot, obviously, timeline-wise, fits right in there with that. So, yeah, they, they were all three very integral in that. It's It's cool. I like it. I love it to death. Anytime you can get that, like... Everybody's always like poo-poos on the image superhero universe, but like if you pay attention, it's still very much there. It's yeah. just you don't see it all the well, time. Well, we were talking about that last episode with uh, it really only Dragon and Invincible now, and Invincible's going to be gone. Yeah. Well, and Spawn, I guess. Yeah. Spawn. Yeah. <laughs> so not that many superhero comics that Image anymore, you know, publish no. consistently. But, you know, the way it works, though, is that just creates opportunity. Like, if you have a really kick-ass superhero idea, which in this market it would have to be something amazing. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, with Invincible gone, there's a gap now. I mean, if, you, if you've been waiting for that Power chance, vacuum. Yeah, yeah, submit. <laughs> guess, guess Bring Jack Staff back. I love Jack Staff. Yeah. <laughs> Only one of the best comics of all time, yeah. So, uh, should we should we move along to Finteresting Conversations? Well, there's that one more news item, which isn't so much a news item, so much as a surgeon, well, Raven General's, uh, General oh, Raven's yeah. warning. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, just a little PSA for you good folks out there in listener land. Uh, if you're a spoiler-sensitive soul, it might behest you to avoid solicitation text for Savage Dragon 220 if you want to avoid spoilers entirely. It, it, it's not... it was strangely more detailed than typical Eric. It yeah. sure was. Normally the solicitations are like, a fight a fight for all times. Malcolm like... Punch, dude. <laughs> but you no, suppose it's a red herring? It could very well be. Unfortunately, we can't speculate without giving it away. Yeah. I will say that it was in previews already. So if you've missed that, like, copy of previews, then you're kind of clear sailing. You don't have to go look it up. Mm. Yeah, we'll find out next year. If you do look it up and you're sad, we'll just say that uh, don't get sad because there's some alternate thoughts. So that's all we'll say is that like what you mean, it's not necessarily cut and dry. It, it could go a couple different ways. So don't don't weep if, if at first you read it and you're like, oh, my God, because when I read it, I was like spit take. I was like, because Boy, like you said, it, normally they don't mean anything. Normally you read the solicitation and it's just like. I thought it was going to be like uh, Angel fights for her life or just something like that. Is that the one with her on the cover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good and, cover. 
And that's the weird one because that looks like other Angel, not our Angel. You're not wrong. Her hairstyle definitely strike, struck me more as other Angel. Hmm. We'll see. Well, and Story what's day. funny is with this series, you don't know if it's just ah, it's just a fun little quirk, just to keep mess to mess with you, or if it means something more. Yeah. You never know. He's always fucking with you. All right, moving right along, we're gonna go into our interesting conversation where you, the listener, can write in uh, with your questions uh, to post us, the uh, hosts of Savage Fincast, and we will try to answer it in as rambling a fashion as we do. <laughs> our latest letter comes from uh, Ray Cummings. Uh, he says, hey guys, thanks for the latest podcast. The wait has been long, but ultimately it was worth it. Here's a interesting conversation topic for you guys that I've been thinking about for a while now. Do you ever miss the days when Savage Dragon was super unwieldy in terms of continuity and storylines? Is that something you hope the series would return to at some point? Personally, there's been some relief in, in a relative, linear, straightforward, new reader-friendly version of the comic, but sometimes I long for the batshit anarchy of old. Take care. Well, right off the bat, I gotta say, I do think the series takes itself a little bit too safe right now. It, I mean, it doesn't like drop things like uh, what's a good example, like um, Wild Stars, Future Vision, right? Like, yeah. and then not answer it for 10, 15 years. Right. Oh, yeah, that was one of my. The... I've still, I've, got, I've still got a CD. That's right. Good. Not the conclusion yet. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of my most favorite long bombs in the history of Savage Dragon. Um, and then this isn't spoiling a single thing just to say, because the time means nothing to you now, Zach. But no, like, I know I knew exactly who that was in the suit. Well, that's, that's the thing is that was it Malcolm? Was it someone else? Yeah, yeah. at the time, it was like you didn't know what the hell you were looking at. Because Malcolm hasn't been born yet, right? Or he was just being nope. born? No, no, I think it was like the next issue, Dragon went to hell and then there was like a year time skip. Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, Malcolm hadn't even been born by that point. That it was, was the mother of all long bombs. It was like yeah. a 15-year long bomb. Yeah, it's a, it was nuts. I gotta, You got to wonder what his actual plan was because it feels like he just, he, 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 did ever, that, he left that open-ended, like on purpose without really having an explanation. And then forgot about it. I very much doubt he hadn't come up with Emperor Dragon's plotline by that point. <laughs> and that would be incredible future planning. Well, you know, he's he said before that the writing is impromptu. It's improv. I mean, you have big plans, uh, but to try and plan years ahead creatively, it's not rewarding. Uh, it's much more rewarding to. The reader, uh, the writer. Well, it's it's more rewarding for everyone, the writer and the reader, if you have a bit of element of surprise as you go along. Yeah. Uh, if you are too scripted and you're working with no surprises, and it becomes instead of uh, a rewarding feeling, it becomes a slog because you're just trying to finish. Yeah. So if you have uh, spontaneity and surprises even for your own self, uh, then that's much more creatively rewarding. The best way that I can put it uh, is to be like a painter 
like a painter knows in his head basically what he's trying to paint. Like he has the, yeah, he has the skills to execute it, but there's it's impossible for him to know every fine brushstroke. So even though you got the big picture in your mind, the rough sketch, the fine details you don't know until the end. So yeah, is that like the curse of the artist? It's just more rewarding that way. Ah. It's just, oh, that's I think, right. You're one of those weirdo artists that, that is satisfied with his work. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just find it more rewarding. I don't work the way he does. He actually detailed his process on Facebook, and uh, he is even way more loose than me, um, which might, we, we said sort of, it ties in to what Raymond was saying, uh, maybe. We don't know, but I mean, I think there's maybe some, I think maybe there's something to it. Like he said, the way he's working now is kind of like a Marvel method where like he will just plot, like he'll just draw the issue with like no dialogue in mind. Well, he said, he said he's not even like plotting it anymore. He's just writing it one page at a time is what I think I heard. I I read He, he isn't even writing anything down at this point. Well, that's how I work. And I mean, it's it's like, you know, the thing is, is that nobody, nobody has big enough balls to like not know where they're going. Right. Because that that's not good. Like, if you don't know where you're going, you really are going to do stuff like write yourself into corners and dig yourself a hole that you can't get out of and things like that. So he probably knows where he's going. But even when you go page to page, it's much more rewarding because uh, you know there's still room for improv and surprises and and thing. It's more fun. Like even you as a creator don't know how it's going to shake out until the end. Right. And that's much more fun to me. I know there are other creators. My other, I got a fr- a couple friends actually. My buddy, uh, he wrote the entire, he sat down, he wrote the entire three years worth of his comic. And now he's just spent the last, you know, two years executing it. I could see how that'd be slightly boring on the, on the part of the writer. For me, it's boring. Since, since you've already written it, then now it's just rote work. Now it's just doing the work. Exactly. That's exactly, that's the best way to say it is that it's not rewarding because at that point you've turned it into just work. Like at that point you're just executing it. And I don't like that. I don't know. I mean, I guess he actually really seems happy with what he's doing right now. I think maybe that is behind what we are feeling because, uh, the early days it was more scripted. Yeah, the uh, it would have to be because I think what he's also talking about is all the spinoffs at the time. Yeah. It was just so much more interconnected interconnectivity. What with the Freak Force series and the Super Patriot series and the Deadly Duo series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could definitely well, see that. Just having one title. Um, I mean, even now, um, what with the the tie-ins to Spawn, it's just basically him. Uh, well, Eric. Eric Larson and uh, Tom McFarlane sitting in a room saying, right, how are we going to intertwine this? Fine. By the time it's done, they're just going to go off and do their own thing. It's um, invariably, each person will have their own technique and there's no right or wrong way to do it. 
I will say the other aspect of this, uh, we do have to remember too, um, there was a big push in the book to cut the fat and get the focus on Malcolm. Right. Um, yeah, we're getting all the superheroes out of Chicago. Yeah, all yeah. The, the superhero purge. Like, they all went and they all joined the uh, SOS. SOS. And so, essentially, Malcolm was like the last guy standing in Chicago. And uh, I think that was really important for Malcolm to step up and be the lead. Um, I will say that I think that move was probably smart because it really has focused. I mean, like there's no one else really to save the day. It's just Malcolm. So if you want to make the book about Malcolm as a cop, yeah, that was the way I do think that has, uh, taken away. There was a time when we were doing these fin casts where we were just like, Oh my God, like how's he juggling all these you know characters all at once and all these plots. And, you know, it all works. It's crazy how many irons he's got in the fire and they're just all coming together. And now that it's just Malcolm, I think that like, you know, it makes the book come across as there's like, oh, it's just Malcolm. But I do think that was an important step. Does it I guess the question now is, uh, would you two prefer to see it go back? Like, what do you think? Like, do you miss those days? That's what Raymond was asking. Yeah. Really? Is, do you guys prefer it that way? Um, I, I think now that it's been established that Malcolm is um, very much taken up the reins as the cop, uh, carrying on the tradition of his father, um, now would be the time to start reintroducing or introducing new cast members. Because I pick my favourite cast member at the minute, uh, Kevin Thunderhead. Mm-hmm. He's really not doing anything. He really. Isn't. I mean, this most re- this most recent issue has given him something to do, but I'd like to see him be more proactive as a superhero. Absolutely. There, there definitely is a lack of supporting characters. I, 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 I'll agree with that, and I think that's that harms the book uh, in the short term because it means every issue kind of feels like Malcolm punches a bad guy and then ki- accidentally kills a bad guy, and then Mal- and then Maxine is cute. <laughs> and then, it, then you wish Angel was in it more. Uh, that's just your take on it. <laughs> Basically, it's it, it's 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 a it's a it's a fear of it falling into a repetitive trap. Uh, going yeah. through not so much going through the motions because there's always something weird and new going on, but it it's a formula. It becomes formulaic. I fear. I can't I, say that's unfair. I agree with Zach. I think that uh, it's time to start. Uh, it's time to start building that cast up. It's time to start introducing. Bring back those uh, next gen vicious circle kids. Absolutely, my God, we barely saw them. They were in the book for a heartbeat, and then they left. Mm. Oh, this is the next generation, and then they were gone. And again, I think that's very important Five to help. Mighty man, need her. I mean, and that's the funny thing is you have all kinds of potential for awesome stuff now. Like, I think it's time. You know, Malcolm is the star. We get it. He's the focus. We we see. And I think it was important to focus on, like, him and the babies and Maxine. Like, that stuff has been great. Um, I do think it's time to start beefing up that supporting cast. Make some memorable villains. Hmm. 
that's something that's certainly lacking. I mean, uh, Dragon killed guys, but he didn't like go through his entire rogue gallery in an issue. Yeah. I mean, so far the only rogue that Malcolm has is Dart. Hmm. I would say Dart and you could arguably say there is the recurring presence of uh, the like mutants that are coming from right. that the guy that sat or in the demons. chair. Well, the guy who gave Brenda Funk her power, the ancient one or whatever. What's his name? Actually, he does have a name in the latest issue, so let me go look it up. So that that is who they're referring to. Yeah. Okay. okay. Essentially, we're on the same page. We we get that. That's so like, essentially like two. And that's the thing. It's like I think Malcolm's been the lead for what a year now. Definitely. Yeah, so like that. for a while. I, I will say that I've been thinking like as I read the book, I'm just like you know, uh, Larson or not Larson. What the hell am I saying here? <laughs> uh, when you talk about original dragon, like original dragon came out of the gate with like you know all these iconic dudes like Overlord and like Cutthroat and Killraiser. And like, you know, Mako, and it's like just boom, bam, boom. Just like you had like all these kick ass, like iconic Savage Dragon villains just boom right there. Like they debuted right alongside Dragon. And so uh, you're right. Yeah, Dart is pretty much his heavy. And Dart's been awesome. I don't, I don't like not, not like this Dart stuff. Like it's been fantastic because she's just been crazier and crazier and crazier. It's really been escalating, but uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for that rogues gallery to start beefing up. I mean, ants a good start. I think I think it'll get there. I think it's time. I, I, mean, I, I ant, like, ant could become like his vanguard or something. Oh, I'd love it that. Just turns up. Mm. I'd love that. That would be awesome. I hope. You know what? Masterstroke, Jim. I hope that's the role Ant feels for the Malcolm era. That would be awesome, man. I don't know why I hadn't even thought of her in that capacity, but you're blowing my mind. That's exactly the role she should fill. She should be Malcolm's vanguard. Yeah. His sexy, sexy vanguard. Where is vanguard now, anyway? Oh, uh, he's, he's, he's not cropped up at all since I've been reading. Um, he there was a backups, there was a series of backups, and he's currently off cruising in outer space. All right, he'll be back. He'll be back uh, again. He kind of uh, suffered the house cleaning fate. Ah, uh, okay. There was a lot of house cleaning for a lot of issues where the book just trimmed up big time. And again, I I think it I think it needed to to shuffle along. Uh, it's not saying I never want to see Vanguard back, but, uh, I think for, uh, like the sake of putting the focus on a new era, it was good to sort of write him off. Hmm. But I mean, hell, even if you want to, you know, push Vanguard in new directions and stuff, that's cool with me too. Yeah. I think there are one or two cast members that do need to, you know, kind of be maintained as steadies. Like you can, you'll never kill off Super Patriot. Um, or, oh, I was going to say Rex, but I forgot. Um, Yeah, I think Rex is actually a pretty good example of a character who is, you know, kind of like you assume they have, you know, invincibility. They are, um, you know, they have side character armor. Not so, you know, (laughs) very much dead. 
Um, well, it's, yeah, we are kind of at the point now which is kind of like, let's bring in some new supporting characters. But other than that, I've pretty much, I, I'm happy to go with the flow. Yeah, I, I think I think I would like to see it. I, I've been okay with this whole pace of like, you know, Malcolm and just beating up. And I do think there's been good stuff out of it. I, I think I'll agree that the book is at its best. Somebody said on the message boards uh, that this book was at its best when it's just juggling a ton of plots like 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 it's nothing. And I, I think I'll agree that uh, Savage Dragon is at its best when it's juggling like lots of characters and lots of plots like it like effortlessly. Like you're flipping the page and you're just getting, oh, here's what's going on with this guy. Flip the page. Oh, now this is what's going on with this guy. And you're like, oh, my God, it's blowing my mind. So, yeah. All right. I, I think finally found his name. Okay. It's Alzania Stone. Sounds like a, a good enough villain. He had another name, too, though. Weren't people calling him the Ancient One, yeah, too? Br- yeah, briefly. Something like that. I call him Brenda Funk's Power Daddy. <laughs> Give me powers, Daddy. You got it, baby. That's not how that went at all. I don't recall. No, pretty sure it wasn't. <laughs> well, that's a good question, Raymond. Thank you so much. I want to say, Raymond, is awesome. I love when I recognize FinCast listeners' names because Raymond missed us during that during that huge interlude. So. I am thankful to all the listeners. I love that we're actually like starting to like get recurring names like Sotiris Gravis and Raymond Cummings and all this good stuff. So yeah, send us your uh, t-shirt preference. There's a choice between magical uh, Maxine, magical sailor girl Maxine. And of course you could do Thunderhead as well. And uh, we want, I need your t-shirt preference, the color uh, that you want and the t-shirt size. So email us that information, and I will get your shirt on its way. So um, we should probably talk a bit about Spawn, uh, if only because now that we're into the crossover pretty pretty thick, um, we can't really talk about Dragon without talking about the Spawn issues in question. So real quick, we're going to go over Spawn 263-264. We won't spend a lot of time on them. Because time is short, but uh, we should probably talk about them a bit. Well, uh, chronologically, wouldn't we go 263, 264, 265? Yeah. And then we'll do 216, and then we'll do Spawn 266 to cap it off. That sounds about right. This is a beast. I'm just saying you guys are in for such a treat, because we (laughs) have like a five... I don't think we've ever done five issues. It's a lot of comics that we're behind on. There is a lot, yeah. In a fincast. I think 263 and 264 could be summed up pretty quick because um, Spawn <laughs> yeah. doesn't have powers anymore. Those are very... We're, that's, we're that's kind of blessed. It. Yeah, we're kind of blessed because those are kind of easy. <laughs> those are those are our cheat. Well, uh, 263 um, is mostly about Al Simmons getting some semblance of a life back mm-hmm. through his uh, military contacts and various safe houses mm-hmm. that yeah 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 that's basically it he crawls out of hill he's naked <laughs> he uh 
except for his denim shorts. He gets shot down by the police. Yeah, I gotta say, he didn't handle that very well. Resisting <laughs> arrest is a good way to get shot. Oh, Simmons. He couldn't help himself. It was instinct. Instinct kicked in. Darn that was... spawn instinct. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, uh, that's a, Oh, no, my, my, my military kung fu reflexes. Darn it, I can't stop him. Ah. <laughs> Yeah, he just he was he was kicking some blue ass before he knew what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I, I was not uh super in love with this issue. Uh I I, I to me uh, we had just to put it in timeline for you, we had just come off of the absolutely astonishing Satan Saga Wars. I mean, it was just ass kicking action. Like balls to the wall, like fast, fast fight, fight, like amazing thing one after another. And then this is a hard push in the other direction. You got quiet moments where it's Terry and Spawn just as talking heads in a hospital. Terry and Spawn as they go to the safe house. Terry and Spawn in a diner. Like there was just so much sitting around and chit chat and blah, blah, blah. There was one thing I did find amusing about that diner scene, though, is that they make a snide joke about Angela, who obviously McFarlane doesn't own the rights to anymore. <laughs> yeah, not always. It's like, yeah. Angela, this must have been awesome. Not always. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Spawning a horse's creator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a funny dig. Uh it would be funnier. I feel a little bit sad. I'm jumping ahead to say that I won't be f- continuing with Spawn, but it would be funny if this waitress turned into the new Angela. Yeah. Because technically, equal. you cannot yeah. copyright the name Angela. No, no, you can't. So as long as she'll he make a good action figure. <laughs> yeah, she she could end up being a Spawn hunter. Again, you can't copyright Spawn Hunter either, so technically he could still complete still completely within his rights to have Spawn Hunter Angela, and nobody can say anything to him. I will say the art on this issue is pretty good. It's it seemed really tight, like all around. Yeah, you cannot complain. That cover from the cover, which was awesome, awesome as shit. I th- I think I think maybe because uh, Todd was uh, inking. Um, basically, Al, Al Simmons being human means he couldn't embellish as much. Uh-huh. And I think that just made everything kind of tight. In terms yeah, of, I also like, get the feeling, La- sorry, no, continue. No, I, I kind of get the feeling Larson's inking with a different tool here. Well, Larson isn't do, doesn't ink these spawn issues. He kind of does. Oh, uh, does he not? Sorry. No, he does like thin inks, and then Todd sort of like adds a lot on top of it. Uh, just gobs it on. Oh yeah, he butches it up big time. That's cool. Changes the cape. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. We'll 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 talk about some of the changes because uh, there's some pretty egregious changes in the later issues of this, closer to two sixty six and sixty five. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, you know, what you cannot go wrong with, uh, and what I was super like duper in love with. It's just so short, man. It's such a tiny little chunk. But just uh, Al Simmons' dream, where he's beating up these weirdos. Was it just a dream? I guess it would have to be. It was just a vision. It was a vision. He says he's like, yeah, just sort of a vision of where he will be. 
Yeah, he says, I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I had a bizarre dream. So oh. he just basically has, like, this is like him dreaming about being Spawn and kicking ass on freaks. And I guess that explains why he's in, like, his full Spawn outfit at that point, compared yeah. to what happens next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just saying, just the sequence was just absolute gold. Like, I was like, okay, at least I got this much. Yeah, so for me, uh, I, I, I mean, I get it. It's kind of a unfortunate thing. It's one of those things where it's like you follow up a, a super action-packed arc. Uh, you can't always have all action. You have to have stories. Uh, and for what it's worth, I will say that uh, I think this setup was desperately what Spawn has needed. Okay. Desperately. Spawn has needed to be more street level and relatable and get away from all the heaven, hell angel stuff for so long. So to make it like, I'm not complaining about this setup at all. Like to make it to where it's like, okay, no more heaven, no more hell. But now that both of those gates are closed, there's stuff that's out there. Right. Trapped. And it's up to me. Yeah. It's up to me, Al Simmons to clean it up. And I think that that's an awesome, awesome, awesome setup. So it's probably actually more interesting than even the original heaven, hell war premise, because it kind of gives you like we, we talked about how the whole heaven, hell thing felt like it was just never going to end. And it was just always like, Oh, spawn issue one is the same as spawn issue 259. Like, it's still him fighting in hell and still heaven. And it's still the same thing. Yep. Like with this idea of both the gates for heaven and hell closed and Al Simmons is like the guy who is going to like clean it up. That's an awesome concept. Cause that gives the readers hope that you could uh, see some kind of resolution. Or even if you don't see a resolution, at least it's not going to be the same shit for all time. You know what I mean? Right. So I super love the setup, even though I didn't super love the execution uh, to me. And it's funny because it became apparent as this uh, whole stretch of four issues went on past the Satan Saga War. Uh, this was a bit of a slog for narration and dialogue. Well, you got to wonder now, every time you see a, a inner thought, uh, caption box if that's uh-huh. Todd I agree yeah uh, I, I believe that uh, it was overly narration uh, because I, I'm pretty sure you know well we we know from years of reading Savage Dragon you know Larson's thing is not little narration boxes everywhere talking about what you're seeing yeah talking about yeah. what you're seeing and uh, that's a beautiful segue to 264 oh yeah because oh, my God, tell. my God, is there so much narration boxes describing what you're seeing in this issue? And that for me, it was really a bummer because I was really super on super on board with the uh, visuals and the action in this issue. But those narration boxes, oh my God, <laughs> yeah, there's too many of them. 
it's you know as I say show don't tell and the narration boxes there's like there's at least one a page which you know would be bearable but then when you average out at like five or six a page come on <laughs> yeah you, you just basically imagine they're not there yeah I I honestly you know you're you're it's hilarious you should say that but I honestly got to the point to where I just skipped them and it read better. Like if, because the funny thing is, is you don't actually need the information that's in the boxes, not really. So if you only read dialogue on these issues, they actually read better for the most part. The next 20 minutes were spent reminiscing about our military lives and all the hell we put up with. I don't know it, Todd. Why not put some some dialogue balloons on those faces? That would help. <laughs> I. I, I, I just have to say, yeah, or the, I mean, I know we're jumping around. This is jumping around like crazy, like, but like where the finish where he, he, he uh, he's like, uh, he's angry. He's angry. I know. So I'm powerless, but I got him mad. Now I duck. He's doomed. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> he hits the ground and I know I did a good thing. And it's just like, no. No, I don't want that. It's like, I don't... I don't know, it's like either Todd doesn't, like, respect his audience enough from to, like, do the narrative in their head, or he, how was it? he he doesn't want the issue to, like, be read in, like, five minutes. He wants to slow it down with words. Um, can I give you my impression? Sure. I felt like it was an attempt on a Sin City-esque vibe. Okay. You know how the Sin City characters just constantly narrate? Yes. I felt like it was an attempt on a Sin City-esque vibe. And I'll even go so far as to say, you know, give the devil his due. Not all of these narration boxes are worthless. Um, I think when a narration box does its job well is when it's bringing something to the page that could never be conveyed any other way except words, right? Okay. So, like, when it's like, oh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think, like, I'm looking at it, but it'd be like, it describes things like, you know, the costume, you know, being weak. There's no way for us to know except for Al to just tell us that, like, when the costume comes on, like, it, he can feel that things aren't right. So, so for me, that's okay. That's a good use of narration because, like, you know, he's like, oh, you know, things look great. You know, the costume looks awesome, but, you know, I can just, I feel it's not right. That's okay. Does it, though, Raven? Does it look <laughs> awesome? <laughs> well. Because <laughs> I got to say, the tooled up look, uh, not working for me. You didn't like Ninja Spawn. Oh, no. N- Ninja Spawn with karate chop action? <laughs> Now Gotta sell those action figures. <laughs> I didn't hate it the way you did. I, just, I remember. Just, I turned the page to it. I said, "Who is that guy? <laughs> Where did he get a custom belt with a skull on it?" <laughs> Do you guys like just have a shop that sells things like that in America? Because we can't get that stuff in the UK. That's just, just that's just weird. The old skull belt shop. Oh, <laughs> it's the old skull belt. You don't have one on every corner. No, <laughs> they're all all their all their corner stores are bangers and mash. Yes, I'm not. No, I'm not even going to deny that. That's true. <laughs> not uh, a word of a lie. 
You know, I think what's weird about him is that he doesn't have a cape. I think that's what's screwing me up. Is I'm, 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 I'm used to him having that ridiculous cape instead of I'm, ridiculous belts. I'm just a little less weirded out by it, uh, only because uh, I think there even was a commando spawn yeah. at one point. I, I think they're literally, like, I remember there was a toy called Commando Spawn. Commando so again, Spawn? I, I believe. So you're saying that Al wasn't wearing anything under the suit? Oh, going Commando Spawn? Yeah. <laughs> Free balling Spawn? <laughs> Uh, probably. I, I would assume he's naked. This under wasn't the issue that Eric talked about that Todd completely changed the spawn design, was it? Uh, I believe it was, yes. Uh, if you will notice, uh, spawn is on the cover as full costume spawn. Right. And then you get to the interiors and... Uh, yeah, sure we've got enough, Ninja Spawn. Sure, sure enough, you've got Commando Spawn. So... This collaboration was weird. It was weird as shit. Um, there were, like Eric himself said, he didn't know what the finished result was going to be until he got the pages, until he got the issue, like everyone else. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I do believe that Commando Spawn was heavily modified. Um, I don't know. I still like the art. Yeah, I st- definitely. I still love the art. Uh, you want to talk about a cool-looking villain, Decay? Decay Decay was awesome. I, I was actually kind of hoping he'd survive this issue so we could just see more of him. Me but, too. Um, he, he, yeah, no. <laughs> but I, do, I do like Decay. I liked uh, that ugly-ass kid. You know, the kid that's, like, talking to Al. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the one with the bolt on his shirt. Yeah. Just misshapen torso. I don't think he's actually a kid. Yeah, he's got the little goatee, but he, he looks like a kid. Like his misshapen weird body. I like anytime, jump a page back, anytime you can see those big ass, like Savage Dragon guns, like oh, it's yeah. basically just a big cylinder. Yeah. I'm always on board with that. Couldn't use them as a gun. You could use them to pistol whip someone and you know break their neck. But <laughs> so big you'd cave their fucking head in. But commando spawn with art wise, this issue was awesome. I just don't feel the the text boxes help a lot because it just drags the fight scene there. And I think this is particularly interesting as like a parallel to Dragon. Um, a fight scene like this in Dragon, I'd be able to read in like two or three minutes. It, it took me like ten minutes to read this fight scene in um, Spawn 264, and it's just oh, too long, too many text boxes, and it it, it, it does it does spoil um, the experience. It kills the pacing. It kills and, the pace, uh, definitely. When when like like I said, if you want the most egregious use of narration boxes it's during that fight scene like i'm looking at them right now my sword melted away like paper in a fire no shit Un- we just saw that no sh- we- <laughs> unnecessary unnecessary Captain obvious and then it's like oh i shot for his chest but uh, the mouth this weird messed up jaws seemed to swallow the bullets it's like no we get it you don't have to show that and then up like the shot of the grappling hook and it's like up and it's like no <laughs> No, clearly it's going down. We, we don't need it. We just don't need it. Like, it's okay. Um, 
It's fine. I mean, I get what's funny is I don't know. I think you guys said that you were heavy spawn raiders. I wasn't either, but I actually do think that this is actually the style of spawn. That probably makes sense. I I'd imagine. I do think, cause I'm trying, as I read this, I actually was kind of flashing back to the super early days of spawn, like my early, and they were really narration heavy. Okay. Like, I think that's maybe always the way. So it's kind of like we are sliding McFarlane for doing McFarlane. But at the same time, I will just say that, like, the juxtaposition of, like, you know, lightning fast Larson action with just, like, dialogue boxes all over it. It's it's jarring, isn't it? Yeah. It creates for a bizarre experience. And I... I, I'm kind of going the same way you are, particularly with issue... Oh, what was the next one? Oh, uh, yeah. 265. Yeah, we can move on. But no, what I was saying was issue 265 is that opening sequence is I could... We, we could have cut out half of those text boxes and it, it would have worked out just as well. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, I think it's funny... Uh, and and again, so we will move on because that was basically 264 in a nutshell. But uh, it's funny because uh, once the narration boxes started, they they never slowed down. No. And so um, Satan Saga War, I actually went back and reread that like three or four times, and it's it's very sparse. And I think that's why I was like, oh, that man. why we notice it so heavily here. Yeah. Like the just the difference to go from so sparsely dialogued to so much dialogue, it's actually like why it was such a uh, noticeable difference. Like, uh, I, I it, it killed, I think, uh, a lot of cool things. Um, you want to talk about <laughs> crazy edits. Crazy edits to the art is like now we got trench coat spawn. Okay, Doc, I'm pretty uh, sure, or as I like to call him, Doc Ock spawn. It, yeah, this is, I love this Doc Ock the chain walking. That looks <laughs> pretty I, cool. I, I will say it's kind of like I didn't even necessarily. You talk about like narration boxes messing with things, like where he's describing the chain walking thing, and he's like, "Huh, this is new, weird. Don't know how long it'll last." And I'm just thinking to myself, it's hard for me to detach myself from the knowledge that, like, this is a collaboration. This will last exactly two more issues. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 100% correct. Like, I feel like it's kind of like, huh, so you're essentially saying that this isn't going to be a thing, so don't worry about it. But, like, uh, no, nah, I, I, I thought it was cool to see... It's kind of a, a shame that it got again narrated. Although, you know, we do have some fantastic, like this two page interaction between this guy and Spawn. Again, I hate to be this way, but like I just didn't care. Like there's just nothing here for me. I think if anything, it's Angela probably is going to become a character because there she is again. Well, that would appear to be the case in like 266 as well. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I feel like there's a, a potential supporting cast there. But then, oh, we get to... Here's the money right here. 
As if to save us. King Spider and Ant in the series. King Spider will surely become one of the most beloved of recurring villains. (laughs) Yeah, that was the other... Ant's arch nemesis for for years and years to come. (laughs) That was the other thing, is like, to share that... To share that page where King Spider gets killed, to share it like as part of the like promotion to get people hyped. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? All right, well, he's dead. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess we know how that ends. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. That was one of the most crazy things. I was like, holy shit. There he is getting stabbed. All right. No, but King Spider's an awesome visual. Definitely. Fantastic. Bring him back, Todd. Bring back Zombie King Spider. It's comics. Anything can happen. Hmm. And then, like, the dude, the, like, again, you want to talk about narration. Just look at this page of, like, the dude robbing Al. Just, like, look at all that. Like, there's too much paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. This guy's motivation is so deep. Very, very, very interesting. Clearly he'll become a recurring character with years and years of interaction with Al Simmons. (laughs) Nah. Not happening. Not happening. (laughs) The the thing is, particularly with these um, non-spawn Al scenes, they, they feel kind of incidental. Like, none of them are going anywhere and will have any consequence at all. They're just page fillers, which is, you know, what's the point then? If they're just there for the sake of being there to get from one action scene to another, just give us the action scene, please. It's what we're here for. I I will say that uh, I I can't disagree with you. Um, I mean, it's possible that something could come of this kid trying to kidnap, you know, break in Al's apartment. It's possible that, like, you know, Spawn interviewing a guy in the diner could lead to something. But, like, um, it just doesn't feel like it. Like, when you read it, it doesn't feel eventful. Or, um, or it just maybe it could have been more made more eventful. Like, you know, maybe instead of just opening a thing and finding a you know thing full of cash or something, like, what if this guy, like, you know, found like a piece of the fucking costume crawling around or something more interesting than that. The kid that was going to rob him's run away to join young blood. (laughs) Cue that Uh, reboot. And then we get back to the fantastic, the the meat, the meat and potatoes. We get back to ant, ant fighting King spider. It's good. It's very good. I'm digging it. Uh, You can't go wrong with the good old fashioned thwip. Spawn trench coats up, heads down to the action. Is this the is this the one where it's like it's little more than a sweater? Yeah, <laughs> like it, des- it describes or was that two sixty six? I think that's the latest one. Yeah, it describes the costume. Oh, it's little more than a sweater, and I was like, well, what? It's <laughs> what? nothing like a sweater at all. It's insane. <laughs> it looks good, but it's a little more than a sweater. No, it's good. Uh, all the action, as soon as the action comes, uh, I'm, I'm totally back on track. Um, I agree with you. Like, uh, 
all the Al Simmons bits in this issue completely unnecessary. Did, yeah. Didn't didn't add Definitely. shit to it. This is the first time Spawn and Ant have met before. Well, this is the first time. I, I kinda get the I kinda get the feeling in like the, the whole kind of you know the number of times uh, image image heroes cross over that they must have met at some point before. Man, I don't know. I don't think mm. so. I have. No. I have. I think an Spawn's answer. just kind of known in the superhero community. Oh, okay. Possibly. Actually, what the full lowdown is is that uh, Spawn and Ant, to Mario's reckoning. Because Mario Goli, its creator, had sort of a um, uh, uh, like an anti-amnesia thing angle going. Right. Yeah. So like, uh, whenever like Ant met Spawn or other characters, would be like, "Oh, you know, we've met Toad and all this." Like they didn't do a first meeting. Like, oh, I see. To Ant, they had met, even though they hadn't met. So there was sort of a weird sort of like thing like that, and uh, so this is. Uh, the first time, so the nod, the dialogue nod there was basically to not dismiss the, you know, early, like, anything that had come in Ant's arc or whatever. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, to treat it like, no, you know, don't also don't worry about that. No, I, I do know that um, uh, Ant's continuity is basically a collateral shitstorm at this point, so I yeah. don't know whether Eric and um, uh, um, Sorry, gone blank. <laughs> I don't know whether the, I don't know whether the creators have just said, um, you know, let's just start afresh or not. Um, Mario Gully, sorry. Um, so no, I, I don't know what the continuity with Ant is at this point. So I don't know. I thought I'd ask. He said uh, he said basically he's treating it like a don't worry about it. He's not uh, writing. He's not writing off anything that came before. But also he's not going to really heavily acknowledge it like. It's not even going to be a huge thing. Okay. So essentially, treat her like a new character if you want. I'm not familiar with Ant's past, like at all. Okay. But like, uh, essentially, he said you won't have to be. He said you could just treat it as a new character. So I, I love this double page spread of uh, them in the sewers, I, and I'm, I love how we get inside Al Simon and the things he has to deal with, like humans and supervillains and crazy shits. <laughs> Who knew we get 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 a get a look into his uh, private toilet time? Where else would you find crazy shits but in a sewer? <laughs> and of course, the toxic barrels must have that essential toxic stamp on them. That's all barrels in comics apparently have. That, that's how you know. That's how you know. As if the green shit they were walking in wasn't enough. It's, uh... Yeah, I, I'm not as harsh on it. I, I'm okay with it. I, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with it. It's fine. I, I do think the dialogue... <laughs> it's like, that That didn't need that. It didn't need that, really. But again, you know, we've beat that to death at this point. Yeah. Uh, blam, 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 nothing. It's useless. Okay. <laughs> I, I think that uh, it is kind of batshit crazy for Al Simmons to think that he can uh, just fist fight. Like, if he's really that weak. Yeah. Guns don't do anything. I'll kick him in the head. Yeah, yeah. If, if like, if you know that, like, you're basically your the only thing you have going for you is your natural skills and ability 
as like an athletic person that really i don't i don't think really you'd be uh, running into the sewers to to beat up king spider nope out of my league not my business yeah i'm gonna go exactly. i'm gonna go beat up some uh guys robbing the local convenience store okay man I, i'm good this is why <laughs> batman doesn't go and fight dark side alone yeah yeah just be like, oh, you need help? Well, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> not feeling 100% these days. I do, do like... One... I think sorry, the contrast is interesting. Um, we're, we're beating it up so much. But I, I do like... I think the contrast is... Uh, because in the uh, Satan Saga Wars, like he was just so powerful. He was so OP. Um, like The costume was at its peak. Like, at its absolute, the strongest, like, he's fucking smacking around the devil and shit. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, the stark contrast. Because in Hell, he was murdering, like, a hundred dudes at once with his chains. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, here he can't even choke King Spider with his chains. <laughs> like, yeah. So I do, I like the contrast. I'm actually... No, I do. I do like how he has been depowered, so now it is a case of... Oh, I've got to use my brains. It's just the only problem is, is Al's clearly not very smart. <laughs> First, I shoot it, then I cut it, and then I kick it. I I like the setup at least. I'll say, um, yeah. Because again, this whole this whole thing was intended to be a fresh start to bring on new, like to bring on fans to spawn new. So uh, just as I, you know, said the last issue, like bringing it down super street level. Like, having Spawn have the ability to escalate in terms of ability and power, uh, it is a good move. I, I do think it's smart. I do think it makes for an interesting setup. I do have to wonder who Ant's referring to, though, when she says she's got more uh, uh, help on the way. Because, obviously, the disc, I presume, is before Savage Dragon 216, so she's not met Malcolm yet. Got to wonder if she's got anybody else up her sleeve for future issues. I agree. I also, I also, and again, it's funny. That's the kind of thing you couldn't really notice as weird until like you have read everything. But I also agree that that dialogue's a bit strange Um, Mm. because it seems like she doesn't really. Well, there's a guy driving the car. True. (laughs) So you get the idea. uh, You get the idea that ain't is sort of part of a larger organization. But at the same time, too, uh, that's the only other guy. Like, apparently their organization, like, Ant is the heavy hitter. So, like, she was trying to recruit Spawn and Dragon, but, like, apparently her organization, she's like, oh, we got other people. It's like they're all normal people, apparently. Yeah. They're not going to be a heck of a lot of good in a fist fight. No, it's uh, seems like she was kind of getting her ass handed to her. And what's funny is it's not even like Spawn did that much. Like Spawn kind of just was a punching bag. King Spider was beating on him long enough to get distracted and get stabbed. <laughs> clearly, clearly, no spider sense. No. <laughs> I, I will say uh, when you leave a guy face down uh, in a pile of radioactive waste. In comics, that's probably not necessarily a death sentence. No. <laughs> Comes back yeah. as Super King Spider. Yeah, he, he could easily be back. Bitten by a radioactive sewer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
so yeah that was that um that's kind of why we thought that we could uh, blast through these issues there's just not too awful much to them uh so moving along i guess are we ready for 216 let's do it yeah Ooh, so much be- oh it feels good to be home no <laughs> uh, no black dial no black uh, caption boxes i know <laughs> so such much a quick better. read so much better so much i can't better. tell what's going on quick someone help somebody's <laughs> died who was it who somebody's dead I'm standing in the graveyard. I feel rain on my face. It's so cloudy because of the rain. Damn, my sister's hot. <laughs> oh, no, not that shit again. <laughs> no, they confirmed. So uh, jumping in uh, both feet, uh, they confirmed that uh, the last page split, just the red with a little bit of blood of ink on it, was actually Barry exploding. So, and, uh... Not the, not the first time Barry's exploded in Dart's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, that's... <laughs> so, that's that. I assume that, uh... I know, Jim, didn't you say you had a problem with that? With what? With Barry exploding later. Uh, my problem was that uh, because of you, 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 it's already been established that if you don't want to explode, you got to pump yourself full of freak out. So the only explanation uh, is that Barry ran away from Lorella. I'll tell you why they wouldn't have pumped him out of freak out. That's why I brought it up. I set you up. <laughs> he should have put so much freak out at him, he turned white. <laughs> no, no. The the reason why you wouldn't pump him full of freak out right away, right? Right. Is because uh, his uh, chosen one abilities uh, saved his life. Right, but the the healing doesn't take that long. I mean, he's already up and walking. At that, yeah, but at that poten- point, potentially though, it's already been established. If you use freak out, you could potentially put people in a life threatening situation. Mm, true. So, like, because it gets brought up all the time, like as to why that's even why. The police can't just use freak out. They have to get authorization. Generally, that's just before you, you, that's if you use it just before Malcolm punches him in the face. Would freak out work on Barry though? Because he's half he's half uh, alien. So the alien part would be safe. But isn't Battleaxe also technically an alien? Right. So that part would not go away because that's 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 how freak out works. You don't lose your uh, natural. Uh, uh, yeah, but Dark Dragon's an alien as well. Yes, because yes. So well, so the freak healing, out wouldn't work on Barry. Well, the healing would, factor would get uh, nullified. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because apparently, freak out uh, does work on chosen, chosen one abilities because they are added somehow after. Ah, uh, right, I get it. it yeah, it, it's it's one of those weird thing con- con- conveniences. No, I must. I must have missed that bit. But no, okay. Yeah, you actually, uh, depending on where you started, yeah, you probably yeah. That's all Emperor Dragon arc. That's well, Malcolm got depowered by Freak Out, if you remember. That's true. And he had to get a blood transfusion. And uh, they were like, "You better keep some of your old blood around, because you know if this if you get hit with this again, like your old blood's gonna save your life." They were like, "We're lucky that you had some." Yeah. No lightning powers. Yeah, yeah, the lightning powers are gone. So, 
Those were his yeah. best powers. <laughs> they were his best powers. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, basically, they explode. And I got to tell you, again, my props to the colorist. Oh, absolutely. The, the sequence of dart. Man, those perfect. blue skies. I love those blue skies. I agree. I'm just saying, like, the sequence of, like, Stronghold Penitentiary, as you just see Dart in, pr- in prison, I'm just like, ooh, that's good. That's good stuff. I can't tell what's going on. I need more captions. <laughs> Dart we need strength. Dart's entire internal monologue. I'm in prison, but I won't be for long, but I am for now. <laughs> Man, I wish I could turn into a shark. <laughs> Down the shooter, just like last time. No, I'm kidding. So no, and also to uh, I think uh, texture work. Uh, there's a lot of texture work going on with like the gritty walls and stuff. Yep, he's still doing the the, the coloring thing he was doing from last issue. I which I I love. Yeah, I like that. I'm super down with it. Oh, and we get the baby names. Baby names. Jack. How do you guys How you guys feel about these names? They're okay. Their names. <laughs> Oh, is that all? They're not. Yeah, hey, yeah. I personally love Jack Dragon. Jack Dragon. Mm-hmm. Jack Dragon's a great name. We already had an Amy Dragon. We already did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't h- notice. Uh. What's hilarious is I think he said that that actually wasn't an homage to She Dragon. Was no, it was an accident. <laughs> just an accident. Was not. It said he just liked the sound of Amy. Amy Dragon. <laughs> Man, that sounds familiar. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Just like the sound of it. I uh, I feel sorry for Tyrone. I, I I don't think Tyrone is a smashing name. It's, it's kind of a cliche name for a black kid, isn't it? Well, he's he. Well, he's. Oh, whose kid is he? Um. Ter- 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 Teresa. Yeah, Teresa. he has to be. Tierra. 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 Sorry. Uh, he has to be Tierra's kid, doesn't he? Oh. Clearly, clearly came from Maxine. You know what? I'm a dummy, guys. Tierra, Tyrone, those names go together. Mm. That's kind of like a... No, I'm just saying it's a kind of like that T-Y kind of a naming scheme. Yeah, I could see that. Nah. That kind of works. Although, okay. I guess you could, you, could, you could say that Tyrone takes it from his mother's side. Uh, yeah. So it's not too weird that he's darker than the others? Well, hmm. Malcolm is also half dark. dark right. Yeah. yeah, he's also, I mean, he's like... Uh, I just, they're trying to say that, that, that Maxine had triplets in order to preserve Angel's honor. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't... Which is kind of weird in and of itself, but, you know, go on. <laughs> I don't feel it's too... Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to, like, necessarily buy it, but, I mean, I could see Tyrone. I could yeah. see Malcolm having a Tyrone. Yeah, okay. Jack uh, is the odd man out. Jack is wiggity weight. Yeah, Jack yeah. is the <laughs> Jack's the dragon that doesn't fit. He's the whitest green baby ever. <laughs> he looks just like <laughs> his granddad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you talk about the future, where like you know you you've got these kids inheriting the book, Jack is definitely the one that will look the most like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jack's, Jack's the one who looked the most like his old, uh, his grandpa. Yeah. 
Yeah. If all three survived uh, full age, though, I'd be very surprised. Oh, I know. Isn't that kind Let's of see. a hard Which thing? one goes evil? Jack goes evil. <laughs> Tyrone <laughs> dies heroically. And Amy takes up the mantle. Yes. I'm going to agree with that. I'll agree with that uh, roster. I would I would love for Amy to be the lead. Only because female chosen one. Yeah. Ten-toed female. <laughs> I would love that. Bring it. Plus, in that way, Maxine is kind of the lead. <laughs> Which, again, I told you I was okay with. No, it's good stuff. Uh, this uh, splash page of Malcolm beating the shit out of this dude. Beautiful. Oh, my power is a big mouth. Rawr. Beautiful. I'm just saying, like, no, no narration boxes. Mwah. Just a fight. Just a, just a fight. Just a punch in the mouth. That's the December installment on the Savage Dragon calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It could have been a cover. It's great. I love, uh, I, I know we've said it before, but I love all the uh, super acrobatic, like just the way Malcolm's like just twisted in the air, all weird and crazy like. It's definitely a Malcolm era thing. Parkour mixed with fighting. And then it's Christmas again, guys. All right. I got I to gotta say something weird about this first panel on the Christmas page. Uh-huh. I had this really weird thing happen when I read it for the first time. I thought it was like Maxine. We were, we were seeing Maxine like change position through the panel. Like we were seeing her like interact with each character going oh. down the panel for, cause for whatever reason, angels blonde hair didn't register at first. And, um, her friend looks a lot like her. Oh, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it, it, my eye just kind of followed the girls through like they were the same person. Like she was just interacting with each baby one at a time. Jim, that is the craziest mistake in the history of mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say I made that. I was <laughs> in a show, in a show where we mistook uh, a water for electricity. <laughs> or I'm sorry, how? In in a show where we mistook water for lasers, that is the craziest mistake we have possibly I've possibly ever heard us make. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Fair, the haircuts are not dissimilar. The the shirts are different colored. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why that was a dumb mistake of mine. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, bro! You're killing me. <laughs> anyway. These are the worst house pets ever. Yes. <laughs> I love any superpowered baby antics are hilarious. I love the way Malcolm is yelling at Jack. No, Jack, no. Do not or, touch Nancy's legs. Do not touch. <laughs> or Nancy's fear that she'll get her legs broken. That's hilarious. Poor Thunderhead doesn't even get to say anything. He's just I'm just glad. stood there. I'm glad Thunderhead's getting Nancy. I'm glad to see that little... That's a little progression. A little plot progression for you. Nancy is Maxine's friend, so she's got to be pretty wild in the sack, too. Mm. (laughs) I'm not hypotheticizing anything there. (laughs) Time will tell. It's good, though. I I like the... uh, All this baby stuff. Oh, dude, next page. I had, a na- I had a name for that guy. 
Oh. It was cr- it was a uh, crater head, crater head and camel toe. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> I hadn't even noticed the camel toe, and now I can't see it. It's it's just there. It's the defining trait of the uh, female bank robber. Jesus Christ! <laughs> but I like this guy, even though he's a generic ugly. I like this guy's crater head, like volcano. Yeah. Does, does he even have powers? Probably. <laughs> it doesn't look like he does, does he? And his girlfriend really doesn't look like she has powers. It's not like an octopus head on her or something. Mm. Although we don't see much of her. No. Oh, baby antics. More baby antics. I'm down with... If you want to have all the baby antics you can cram in this book, I'm fine with that. Tyrone, already stealing the show. And you yeah. said he's going to turn... You said he's going to die heroically. Look, he's getting moments. I feel like... Is this like a regular occurrence or something? That uh, they're, they're constantly breaking through the wall and the ceiling and the, the, the floor... <laughs> and that, there's just nothing of this apartment left. This is the first issue where the babies have been shown to be, uh, like, superly destructive. Although Amy did break uh, Lorella's finger. That's true. Later oh, on. They're, clearly they're little shits. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they don't behave... Well, no, they behave like children, I guess, so... Obviously, they act like little shits. Um, yeah, poor Thunderhead again. Can't catch a break. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get to say anything either. It's my time to shine. <laughs> it oh, is t- no, well. time to shine. <laughs> I like Maxine. Whoa, that's something. okay. Whatever. <laughs> Gotta wonder if he's rocking the State Fair zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> is that genetic? It's invisible. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a hilarious gag. Like the the pants go down and it just turns invisible real quick. Oh my god! No, I like I even like this like dude with the uh, tentacles coming out of his stomach. You're talking about like building up some rogues. Well, I, I think the implication here: these are all like guys that are being unloosed by the stone guy. Oh right, 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 right. I think they even say as much. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They even say as much. Yeah, the vicious circle's out of commission, but all these guys are still turning up. One hundred percent correct. Yep, you're right. I'm a moron. Yeah, these are these are just guys that are just turning up. Um, again, it's awesome. Just a testament to, you know, Savage Dragon how it does it right is just like, I know that we, you were like, oh, you know, Malcolm beats people up, oh, whatever. But like, dude, I can never get enough of Malcolm. Like, just doing police work and beating people up and quipping. I think his quips are getting better. I think Malcolm definitely has like better quips these days. It's coming along. Did a little, little Jack the rap scallion again. (laughs) He's going to be the womanizer of the three. I can just tell that already. You know, that would take after grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa was, you know, a bit of a piece of shit. <laughs> as far as the ladies are concerned. I think it's no, perhaps more concerning that that's, uh, that, that's Jack's mum. He... <laughs> well, he's just hungry, he's all. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, he knows what's up. Where's the food? There's the food! Is oh. Tyrone chewing on uh, 
Or Schmerzine shirt. Uh, I think that's like a burp cloth. I think he's... Oh, burp cloth. Okay. I wondered why it was like a different color. Okay. Oh, jeez. You're better at I will say, I like the sense of force of Jackie ripping her dress off with the way her hair blows forward. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. All, all this, all this uh, baby stuff is good. And Malcolm, the visual of Malcolm with all the spikes coming out of him is awesome. Yeah. New powers. That's, that's some, that's, did that feel kind of like classic Savage Dragon? Yeah. Like, uh, that felt very classic Savage Dragon-y. Just sits at his desk all beat up. It's just like, eh, it's nothing. It's, it's cool. <laughs> just the spikes all jabbed out of him. One right out of his cheek. <laughs> it's good. I love it. I love Give it. Give it half an hour, it'll be right. I love it. It's good stuff. I also, I, I enjoy I enjoy this whole the babies don't hurt Maxine thing because I gotta admit I was kind of like super afraid for Maxine to have to like have, you know be wearing stupid boxing gloves all the time. No, mm. it's not it's not gonna be a thing apparently. Yeah, that's cool. Poor Lorella though, <laughs> she didn't deserve that. <laughs> and the baby looks so happy. No, actually, I'm calling it now. Amy's the one that goes rogue. Look at it. That sadistic little shit. <laughs> she was a bad egg from the start. We can always tell. Like Jack and Tyrone breaking the track. Oops. <laughs> I, I really like this double-page spread of um, Malcolm beating up on these ant people. and um, Oh, yeah. Ants just there like, uh, should I get involved? I wish I had what have, walked, what have I walked into? That's a great double page spread. That's awesome. And you know what makes it even better? Malcolm doesn't even notice that she's different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, look at those ant guys and then look at ant. He just thinks she's that demon lady from a few issues ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's justified. I think he's justified. Well, like, let me ask you now. Uh, and we should have really brought this up. It's so funny. I feel bad. We just shit on Spawn so hard. But like, Spawn was good. We were just being mean. But like, uh, how, how you guys feeling about Ant? Like, uh, Ant's look, Ant, Ant in action. Nah. She jumps and things and punches things. <laughs> I mean, uh, the overall like. I know, like, he had an idea of how he was going to do her rendering and stuff. Oh, color-wise, like, yeah. She's definitely got the glossy look going on, and I think that works. I, I'll say that I think Ant definitely uh, has a fantastic look. Like, the glossy, the metallic. I think it's a good, like, just a good-looking character. I don't know. Yeah, there's a minimalistic appeal that I do like. I'm excited. I'm excited for uh, Ant series to begin. Real quick, yeah. uh, Eric brought this up on the on uh, Facebook. Um, he apparently made a horrible tangent mistake. <laughs> yes, this is like legendary tangent, like the most tangents that he could have crammed in this sequence here. It's um, what is it? The two pages after the double page. Why do I bother? The first two, yeah, why do I bother? The first two uh, panels, you see 
you see a guy, Malcolm's punching a guy off the panel, and you can see his arm, his leg, and his in his hand. And on the next page, the the uh, the ant jumping at Malcolm, you his hand is near the other hand. His leg goes directly into the foot of the other other panel, and kind of the guy laying on the ground kind of looks like the same shape as the hand in the first yep. panel. Oh yeah. yeah. So apparently his quick fix was just color them differently in the coloring case. <laughs> it was yeah. awesome. It was awesome because he had just been going on about tangents. Yeah, he's been doing this like helpful like guide to tangents on Facebook where he just takes um, comic pages that he sees or panels that he sees that look a little off and then describes what's wrong with them. And it's been very fascinating. So it was funny to see this latest one turn up to be one of his in his most recent issue. I, it was, yeah. it was uh, for a lot of people like it's so funny that there are people that take exception to those. Like it's just a tutorial. Like every artist does that where they're like, oh, this is this and this is that. And for some reason, people just seem to like take exception. Like, oh, you think you think you're some kind of industry pro or something? Like they get their feelings hurt and stuff, but it's well, like two hundred issues of one series. I should very much hope he's a pro. Yeah, over over four thousand pages. Yeah, <laughs> so that kind of you know gives you a little bit of room to talk. But uh, it's funny because like uh, you know he's not afraid to call his own shit out. Like that was a epic tangent. Like, <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice it. I don't notice these kinds of things until people point them out. It's just kind of like, oh, look, a tangent. It's kind of like, what? Where? Now a camel toe. Yeah. <laughs> now, when, when somebody said, oh, there's an issue on this page, I thought they were talking about, uh, on the first panel, Malcolm's text box covering the sound effects. Ah. Oh. I did not love that's that what, either. That's what I thought the problem was. I did not love that either. I... Just uh, for some reason, seeing a word balloon above a, uh, uh, I don't know. No, no, I'm okay with his fist covering the pal. Yeah. But it kind of seems like, why do I bother? Could have maybe been moved down in front of those rocks. Yeah, that that honestly annoyed me more than a tangent. I didn't spot the tangent until somebody pointed it out. I don't know. I, I got the impression it was meant to, like, he's saying it while the power is happening. I don't know. I'm okay with it. It's not a deal breaker. It's fine. But no, visually, visually I'm with you. Yeah. I, uh, I gotta say, I just love the, uh, quick pace. Uh, you know, I know we are like beating up on spawn. I'm about to beat up on it again, but just like, just the way this reads, just the fast and like even the, the action of like, uh, like look at the back before. Why do I bother the panel on the bottom page? Of Malcolm just like, you know, throwing that haymaker with all the like body parts just flying all around him and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. That's just good stuff. Great action. Like two bucks a month. It's so funny. People are like, oh, I don't know. Can he do two bucks a month? It's like he's been doing two bucks a month. And like, it's crazy because I don't, other than possibly Savage Dragon becoming a bit simpler in scope. You could argue it doesn't feel like visually anything has been impacted. Like both Spawn and Savage Dragon have just been fucking wicked. Yeah. Visually. I mean, you can't like awesome. take a thing from them visually. 
yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how it all plugs together. As as you say, this last fight sequence was really good, really well handled. Um, good bit of fisticuffs before Malcolm cracked out the lightning, fried an ant, not the ant, fortunately. Um, <laughs> that was actually kind of a weird way to leave it ending because it looked like ant had been knocked out, and then obviously we get to spawn two six six in a little bit. And that, you know, it's it's not followed straight on. Oh, no, it is. I'm, I'm talking bullshit. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, luckily, we live in the... We, we didn't have to wait. Like, we we know now there was no wait. Like, uh, so you, you do get to follow up on it. Well, like, we know we know what happened. But, yeah, it was sort of a, a little cliffhanger there for you. Just uh, if you didn't see... If you, if you sort of were the gullible type to believe that Ant was dead or... <laughs> oh, yeah, no way. <laughs> sometimes it's funny is sometimes i uh suspend my disbelief to epic proportions eh, this time i and you get disappointed no i knew i knew this time i knew <laughs> yeah uh no, no this was this was a great issue i've really really loved this issue it's um you know it, it provides everything that i've come to expect from dragon great action sequences great comedy great dialogue great interactions between character um just great stuff in general, really. Looking forward to the next one. We always talk about the backups. I'm not going to say much other than this just didn't really do it for me. Oh, what, Aquaria? Yeah. What did you think of the last one? I just uh, didn't really resonate with me. Um, I, I don't really... I don't know. Uh, the art I actually still like. Mm. The writing I don't quite love. There's something that's just not hitting me about it. Uh, it's okay. I mean, yeah, it'll, I'm liking it for what it is. I, I don't mind it for you know free or whatever. Like I mean, you know, to have it there, it's not like oh no. But at the same time, like uh, I'm just saying, like if it was its own standalone thing, I can't say that I would necessarily pursue it. No, I no, won't I be. Think. I won't be shitty. I'll leave it at that. That's that was my yeah. feeling, Jim. I, I, I kind of feel the same way. It's fine, but it's not very. It's not really my thing. Yeah, it's just not for me. I guess maybe it's possibly. Uh, I'm just not the audience. It actually, I'll tell you what it does feel like, and that actually might be the problem. Um. It, actually feels like it's aimed at younger readers yeah but it's not in a book for younger readers savage dragons always had some stuff like that where like you'll Mm. get some light you get some lighter content like right you know in the same issue where alex is like stabbed a guy to death and she's in her bloody underwear (laughs) like so I, i i get that you know sometimes there's that different types of contents but uh yeah as far as like would i i mean i wish them all the best i think that there's a potential there uh i think i'm the wrong target it's kind of like super dinosaur i know you're gonna say super dinosaur i liked super dinosaur a lot like kirkman's super dinosaur but the whole time i was reading it i was like "Hmm, i'm clearly not the audience for this this is clearly not for me 
I still like what I'm reading, but like I kept wanting it to be just like X amount, like different or better. But then I realized I was like, if this changes, it's not going to be what it is. You know what I mean? I kind of feel like with Aquaria, it would make yeah. a really good younger reader superhero book. Yeah, definitely. What what Aquarius is giving me is it's giving me Captain Planet flashbacks. Yeah, that's sort of yes. what I get too. There's definitely yes. an environmental thing going on under the surface. Mm-hmm. Because it's all about this flooded world, and these guys continue trying to make a mess out of it, and the messages do it better, make the world <laughs> a better place with your powers. Don't be a crook. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty I, much. After two like four or five page shorts, I'm not clued up enough to know whether this is for me or not. I'd definitely like to read a full issue beforehand because there is a lot of potential here for me to like this. I like the character's design, I like the universe, I like the I, li- I like the, the, the beats and so on, but there's just something that's not clicking for me, which, um, I don't know. If, if I ever see like a full issue published, I'll probably check it out, but... Um, from what I've seen so far, I, I can't really judge it. I'll agree with you, Zach. I'll agree with that assessment 100%. The world is interesting. The setup is interesting. The main character, I would even go as far as to say, is kind of iconic looking. Like that's I, good... I do like the design a lot, yeah. Yeah, that's a great look. I mean, it's channeling like 70s Marvel. It's very Kirby-esque. I, I even like this villain better. The last villain was kind of lame. This villain with the bell on his head is actually kind of cool. That's a cool visual. I mean, like, cool, you know, cool in that it's interesting and memorable. Um, yeah, that I'm just yeah. agreeing. Yeah, I, I there's agree not with a lot you. I can say about it other than it was, you know, pleasant enough. I think, uh, I hope, I tell you what, this is what I'll say. I hope it finds its audience. Yes. Because I think that for younger readers, that would be a absolutely fantastic starter starter book hmm. and and you know shit the industry needs stuff like that like just because something's like not for me doesn't mean i want it to like go away or not exist or whatever so yeah i'm cool with it uh as a savage dragon backup i prefer savage dragon related content absolutely but i mean it's there it's for free i enjoyed it enough i mean fuck it's good so well, shall we shall we move along to the last of our spawn? Yes. I, I gotta say, first off, the cover. I got the traditional three character cover. Did you guys grab the variant? Uh digital only came with the the three character cover. Yeah, oh, digital like... only came with three characters. So you both did digital? Uh, I do digital for my American comics and also for two thousand AD. Um Primarily because I live in a really small apartment, so I just don't have the space for it. Right. But, um, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know there was a variant. We, what's that, if you don't mind me asking? As, find it. as a Savage Dragon fan, Eric is really good to put variant covers and stuff uh, in the back. So that, like, even if you don't get the variant, like, the image is still in the issue. And I'm a little sad that this didn't do that because <laughs> I bought the physical copy because I'm Johnny Physical. That's what the ladies call me. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I was waiting for you guys to laugh, like <laughs> almost in disgust or repugnance. 
Uh, no. No comment. No comment. <laughs> no ladies call me that. Um, they. Uh, this is. Uh, it doesn't have the variants. When you buy the physical issue, you get the cover that you got, and uh, so it's kind of a, a bummer because I, I was like the the. This was that issue where it had that bitching uh, rendition of uh, original dragon in the spawn costume. And then there was a third variant that was just the line art. Okay. Black and white. So it wasn't okay, like there was cool. It wasn't like there were actually three variants. One was just an uncolored like but still it was it was kick ass. I, I was very I, I don't go by variants, but I know that they're gonna have that and I'm kinda thinking I'm gonna go swoop it up. That's pretty cool. It was awesome. You also noticed something. I'm going to ask you guys just something real quick. This seems kind of nitpicky, but whatever. I'm going to bring it up. The cover art changed. Uh, the like uh, explosion effect uh, was blue originally, and now it's just black lines. Hmm. What are you? What are you guys thinking? What are you? Does it, did that make any kind of impression on you? I don't you? know how. I, I don't recall what it looked like. Maybe it blended too much in with uh, Malcolm's shirt. And pants. I kind of prefer the blue. Okay. I, does... I don't remember seeing the blue variants either, but um, I think it's a fantastic cover as it is. So, Yeah, this doesn't I, I look know. bad at all. I just preferred it. Just, just, cool. a, just a side <laughs> note. I guess jumping into the issue, uh, we get to see uh, Angela <laughs> again. again. Angela... Totally not important. Oh, she's not going to be Regular recurring. <laughs> exactly. At this point, Angela getting as much screen time as Al Simmons, almost. But uh, Spawn saves Angela. And this was a heavily modified uh, from the original art. Was it? Was it? Uh, yeah. And the original art, like he was, you know, Spawn. Like he just looked like Spawn at this point. And so, like, he's been given the tiny cowl and the brown cape. And I just gotta say, I hate the brown cape. I thought that was just lighting. No, because if you flip through the issue, the cape is brown the whole issue. With the tiny, with the tiny little light. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, with... that, that is fuck ugly. Yeah, it's can uh... tell because it just blended in the background most of the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's my huge problem with it. Is that it blends it blends into the background, it blends into the bad guys. That's not a good look. Like and I get it. What's funny is looking at all the issues now, it's even more clear that there is like a escalating growth. Like at first he was commando spawn with no cape. Right. Then he was trench coat spawn. Now it's almost as if the trench coat is becoming the cape. But the choice to make it brown, I just don't like it. Visually, it's just not a good visual. He obviously picked up in the sewer in the last issue. <laughs> the, the shit rag that he just wrapped around his shoulders just kind of like, I have a cape now, because... He just, he just got it dirty. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly, we're back in Savage Dragon World. I do, I do love, uh, I do love this, uh, just ant on the bed. You just flip the page and there's ant on the bed. <laughs> Jack and Tyrone in the, uh, cages, I mean, in the baby cribs, though, uh, does seem counter to their, uh, you know, destructive ways. 
but I guess I guess they're behaved sometimes. Hmm. Look at that psycho Amy. She's probably just dying to break some fingers. <laughs> She's gonna snap Pants' antenna off. So play with play with those antennas, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was I do a... like how um, um, Maxine is no fourth wall breaking enough to acknowledge the fact that Ant looks like a literal latex fetish doll. She does, though. I thought that was a funny. I thought that was a funny gag. Maxine seems strangely pragmatic in these scenes. Yeah, uh, she doesn't care. She's seen enough weird shit. The addiction to video games, comics, and pornography line. I'm just like, huh. I don't know necessarily that we've seen that side of Malcolm. I I don't think he has a pornography addiction. <laughs> there was a mention of some dialogue tweaking, like so. I think oh, some yeah. of this, uh, some of this dialogue got tweaked, and uh, I think. Also, who uh, pays for porn anymore? No one. No one. That's, exactly. That's it. Doesn't. It's just not a thing. <laughs> There's a superhero code. <laughs> but I'm Is okay. There? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with this sequence. Uh, I, I know that, like, for for as weird as Maxine doesn't quite read like herself, uh, it's still okay. And uh, he had also mentioned uh, that the uh, visuals he felt could have been punched up more. I think McFarlane actually had a death in the family, though. Oh. So well, I thought that was intentional because we were going like to a to a Malcolm scene, so it was less. Uh, N- not spellish. intentional. Okay. Not intentional as I understand it. Uh, there was death in the family and he didn't have time to work stuff up as much as he wanted. Now, that being the case, I did want to say that actually uh, it was kind of a good call to not punch up these dragon scenes uh, more than they were. Because I do think that it did create that effect that you described. It, it did kind of seem intentional where it's like the spawn stuff looks real like mcfarlane and then you flip the page, and it's basically just there's Larson art. So I'm okay with it. Um, this, to me, doesn't look too crude, doesn't look too rough. It's good. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Bros, can I love on uh, the gross pink-haired lady's apron? Yeah. How awesome. I do like your design a bit. <laughs> That's cool. I'm down with that. 40-odd-year-old um, ex-art student. <laughs> she, she's uh, in love with a bad boy. You know, he's blonde, he robs people. We know his inner thoughts in turmoil. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know his train of thought. He's just trying to take care of his hippie, his sugar mama. Oh, <laughs> Lenny. Now we know his name. And he was never seen again. <laughs> Well, what's so funny about Spawn, if I remember right, is that, like, it was a book that would have recurring characters, like bums in alleys and shit like that. Like, so what's funny is we're picking on, like, these characters, but for all we know, McFarlane has plans for these guys. So, like, True enough. You never know. Like, you never know. If, like, it's not like Eric like, will drop buildings on his. I think uh, we got a John Day sighting on the airplane. As Malcolm rides the airplane to New York. Is this yeah. his first time in New York? No, I think they mentioned that in the issue. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. he he went there for um Oh, there was some reason. I can't recall it. 
Oh, in yeah, Osama bin Laden. Right, he just talks about it right here. It's a, the Osama bin Laden attack. I don't remember this happening. Is this a thing that actually happened? Oh, happens? yeah, you'll get to it. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. You'll you'll love it. It seems like a thing that wouldn't be amazing, but it's great. Kaiju Osama bin Laden. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so much better than it should be. It, it really should have been a shitty idea, but it works. <laughs> it works. I'm sure I'll get to it. Ant, uh, uh, Ant, uh, bringing the connections with the guy, the cab driver. <laughs> Come on, Freddy, let's do it. And and again, wisely, this issue jumps straight to the action. We really don't have too much Al Simmons shit in this issue, which great. Uh, Al Simmons is the weakest bit of Spawn, apparently. <laughs> so it jumps straight to the action, which is fantastic. Um, I would say, I do want to say that I think, uh, now that we're kind of at the end of the Spawn thing, I think it went out on a high note. Um, 263 and 64 were a drag. 65 was better and 66. I like this issue a lot. I think this was a great issue as well. Yeah. I really like this issue. Brown cape aside, and I still think narration boxes are excessive narration is a problem. But uh, I really like this issue. Hmm. I really, really dig this splash page of the um, of Spawn, Ant, and Malcolm just waylaying into this bunch of faceless goons. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Is Monstrous someone from something else? No, there is a comic called Monstrous running at Image right now, but it's Her very, design. very far removed from superhero comics. Her design seems reminiscent of another dragon character. Now, now, now see, yeah, now see, I shouldn't know this, but this is something I just picked up. When mm-hmm. I went, read the issue on Wednesday, I recognized her design, and I actually went back and looked for where she could be from. Mm-hmm. She was in the Next Issue project. She was in the Samson story that uh, Larson did. Oh. oh! See? There you go. See, what's so funny is that design, as soon as I saw her, I was like, hey, now, this character does not seem like this is the first time I've seen her. Yeah, it's kind of sad that I recognized her. No, that's awesome. So from the next issue project, huh? I think that's all she was in, to be honest. Cool. Her uh, her design looks, I guess, more realized than a lot of these disposable goons. Hmm. Which is probably... Also, she talks. (laughs) (laughs) She has lines. Well, you know, Spawn's doing all the talking, so... In his head, so it's cool. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it now story-wise do you think that this monstrous and alzaya stone do you think they are the uh supposed to be the source of all the uh generic uglies in chicago i think that's the implication probably i felt that as well because these uglies these generic guys look a lot like the generic guys of chicago So, yeah, all right, I'm down with it. Um, Spawn, this is where, isn't this where Spawn, this is where Spawn says, it's like a sweater. (laughs) It's like I'm just wearing it. It looks good, but it's just like a sweater. And I'm like, what the hell? 
That is the craziest thing. I think the implication is it's not armored. Basically, if he got hit, it'd be like getting punched naked. <laughs> it's just the craziest thing. I will say, though, that that is the, uh, you know, again, we're going to, I'm going to give some love where love is due. That is a good use, actually, of narration. Again, that is exactly the kind of thing you want someone to say because it is not the kind of thing you could really show. Convey out other way, otherwise. Bingo, bingo. So uh, I'm okay with that. And uh, I'm even okay, actually, with some of the exposition. Like where he, at first he spawn is kind of looking at Malcolm as dragon. And then later on, he's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, shit, I didn't know that he had a son. That's cool. I'm okay. slightly darker shade. Man, it's weird how I haven't aged, but you have. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy how crazy how he's got a son now. And he's, 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 he's on the fucking law enforcement. It's nuts. No, what have I done in the last 200 issues? <laughs> yeah. It's good. Uh, this whole fight scene was really cool. I really dig that. Um, one note: when um, when Spawn is talking to himself and he says, "He, uh, this is the man they call Dragon." Al met his dad years ago in a bizarre confrontation in hell. He's Todd has a note here that says, "Way back in issue fifty-two, does that mean Spawn fifty-two or Dragon 52? Oh, I think that's... it was Dragon, right? That's no, a... I think it was Spawn fifty-two because um. The Spawn crossover with Dragon in Savage Dragon was in case in Archives 2, so that would have meant it would have to be before issue 50. Okay. I am thinking I agree with you because they're actually, I'm remembering uh, when Spawn met Savage Dragon in Hell. Was I there didn't a Spawn half of that crossover? Was that like in both comics? I think, I, maybe. I think so. Yeah, I do know that Like, I have a visual like a McFarlane drawn like Savage Dragon in Hell. Okay. So like Cause, cause yeah. all I remember is the 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 the, drag, the two dragon issues where the end of one issue dovetails into the start of the next one to create a double page spread. Mhm. Yeah, that's all I really remember from that. Hmm. Well not. I I mean I remember the details from the story, but uh, like I And obviously obviously Spawn was in um Yeah. the the World Tour storyline against Solomon. That's true. Oh, no. So, that, was that Al Simmons? It was. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah. I, uh, Replace, replacement Spawn was in Image United. Yes. Uh, oh, well, I've not read Image United. Uh, blonde, okay. I call him Blonde Spawn. Because <laughs> he was the blonde guy. <laughs> I don't think anybody loved Blonde Spawn. Did you, but, uh, uh, Zach, did you get to the issue where uh, we see Al's corpse? Indirect. Oh yeah, yeah. That was so that, that was probably that was one of the gags that had me scratching my head a bit because you didn't, you know, Shadow Hawk called on Dragon didn't have any arms. <laughs> called on uh, Invincible, he's all beat up. I think that's like round about the Conquest storyline. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, witch blades in her street clothes and yeah, she doesn't have the witch blade anymore, and Al is dead again. <laughs> <laughs> he committed suicide actually. Oh okay. <laughs> I think that was one of the best bits because they were all just stood there and just kind of like, where's where, where's Spawn? There's just his body in the background. It's kind of like, oh. What yeah, that the was fuck a, happened there? That was a classic. I was like, oh, that's funny. 
because the ability to summon them at any time doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to actually be useful. Yeah, Shadowhawk is fucking useless. <laughs> I like this mutation. I, I didn't see it coming. I, I like how he looks. I think, like... He's, he, he's a butt ugly. He is. It's funny how well that worked. He's just a... He turned in one of the generic uglies so easy. Yeah. No, that's, that was a cool little transformation thing. Um, digged it. Um, really, Al should be dead after that punch. Um, looks like he broke his spine just to avoid it. Um, <laughs> it no, it's... It's amusing enough, of course. Ant has to resolve it, and um, one punch, and Ant turns into Saitama for a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was resolved quick enough, but obviously I know it's a page count and what have you, and it's going to dovetail into the next couple of issues. Um, it, it's good. It, it was a good resolution, I think. Yeah, you also got to see the chains being strong enough to hold Malcolm. Uh, previously, they couldn't even hold King Spider for even a second. That's true. So, again, you do get this. Uh, you know, we beat up on it so hard. I do want to give the devil his due. Like, there is a pro- clearly a progression thing going on. Mm. Clearly, progression is the idea. The gradual increase of the, you know, powers of the costume. So, I mean, it's it's cool. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um I, I also agree that like it was a tidy little wrap up, but also, uh, you know, it's okay. They went to New York, they beat up Monstrous, back to Chicago. So is the one more issue of Larson on Spawn after this one? No, this no. is it. Oh, this it's... is the last one. Oh. Yeah. yeah, the crossover oh. ends next Savage Dragon issue. Two seventeen. Yeah, it's just I was reading the, the the next issue segment in Spawn two six six, and it still says Spawn Savage Dragon crossover. Oh, good point. Hmm. It's not got a cover by Larson, so I don't really know what's going on there. But um, we'll find out. Huh. Um. Interesting. I do think there are some weird things happening uh, with uh, the change. Like uh, one of the Spawn issues was solicited. With just half of the two-page spread from Spawn 263, so I think there's weird things going on with uh, Spawn uh, with the transition of Eric coming off of the book. Mm. Um, so it, it's possible that that solicitation might be misleading because we do know that the story arc, the Ant, the Ant Malcolm Spawn crossover, ends, ends with 217. Yeah. Okay. Because that's even the well, yeah, <laughs> solicitation. That's even the solicitation for two seventeen is a crossover conclusion. So, yeah, it's if if there is a Savage Dragon Spawn crossover in the next issue of Spawn, Eric's then, not there. Yeah, it's hmm. got nothing to do with this. So, <laughs> could be something completely different. We don't know. You're done with Spawn. You have washed so, your hands of it. Let's do a Spawn post mortem. Um, I know, Zach, I think you said that you didn't get to read Satan's Saga War. Is that correct? Yeah, I need to pick up that trade paperback. So I've not read it. So we won't spoil or anything. But I will say uh, definitely do. Uh, For my money, 
It was the stronger of the two arcs. It's funny because I could have swore we were talking how it ran on like a little, it re- like repeated itself a little bit too much, like it ran on too long. For for me, if you remember, that was like, I mean, it could have been trimmed, but at the same time, I was like, ah, you know, fucking do as much of that as you want. So I was I was okay with it. I was more okay with it than you and Craig. I think you and Craig, yeah wanted it to end a bit faster uh it wasn't without its flaws um it had problems um we again i won't say anything you go back listen to the old fincast you can hear our problems with it but uh i think that was it stronger than this arc where like he's slowly getting his powers back it was was funny because we were more excited about this (laughs) him getting out of hell we were and then we got it and we didn't like I it. think I think I think the unfortunate thing is because Eric basically cut his run short. I think yeah. there was more to say because the experience wasn't as uh, I don't know, he didn't have as much control as he thought he was going to have. Agreed. Um, I think the initial thought was that he was going to just be doing it and it was like Todd was just going to be the inker. Right. And uh, that wasn't the case. It ended up being that Todd heavily edited Move panels, uh, change characters, designs, change dialogue, dialogue change, all over the place. Yeah, change plot. Like it was really heavy edits, and so when you've got two creators pushing in such different directions, obviously that's not going to create a cohesive. I mean, it's it tough to talk about this without spoilers, but there's some parts towards the end of the Satan Saga War where you definitely can feel that distance. And so it, yeah, it did damage. Um, it, it would have been better if Larson was just let to run loose. Right. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it is Todd's. Oh yeah. So he's yeah. got final say, but when you do that, of course you got to understand who you're working with. You know, Eric doesn't like editors. That's why he does Savage Dragon. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm glad it happened. Uh, just like Supreme before it. Right. Supreme, uh, at least he, he got to do whatever the hell he wanted. No one mucked with that. He just didn't have the sales to continue. Well, uh, I, I mean, he, he had a little bit of trouble, you know, him and his, him and Corey like had sort oh, of right. a little bit. I of, forgot about the Corey Walker part. Yeah. Uh, or not Corey Walker, but oh, Corey right. Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Hampshire and him, uh, you know, I think the, uh, mighty man fight was, uh, heavily modified. Um, to be different from what Larson had planned. So it's kind of like, you know, again, if, if you're going to collaborate with him, you got to just understand he just likes to do his own thing, mm. you know, get the fuck out of the way or just, you know, let him do his thing. Cause that's yeah. what he likes. You're, you're going to run him off if you don't let him do his own thing. So it's kind of like, uh, overall though, I mean, I, I liked it. I'm very thankful it happened. I, I like Spawn as a character. I was just never super able to get into Spawn. I'm I'm still not sure if I'm a fan of Spawn. I'm not sure if it's for me, regardless. Um, I was just... Honestly, if it wasn't for the podcast, I probably wouldn't have read the whole way through. Mm. I don't think it was gripping enough. It wasn't... I don't know. It wasn't as good as Savage Dragon. Yeah, I think the reason for me um, skipping the whole Saga War thing was because even with Larson and Art Duties, I just didn't care. I only really picked up um, once Al lost his powers 
uh, because I'd heard about uh, the upcoming Dragon crossover, so I figured, hey, you know, right. don't read one, read both. Right. Um, thinking about it, this is how Marvel sell their comics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, it's it, it's been an interesting experiment, but I don't think I'll stay beyond two six six. You know, that's that's me cashing in my chips. It's, Sadly, uh, me too. It was a fun experience, but it's it, the series as a whole is not for me. Yeah. I'll agree. Uh, I, I mostly will be bowing out at this point. I don't think I'll follow along. Um, had there been, I think, uh, tighter, like maybe like more like uh, emphasis, like I could see the potential there. I could see what it was going for. Uh, but I get the feeling that without eric there to bring the action and to keep the speed and the quickness up uh i get the feeling that it's going to go back very much to what spawn was um so paint and art you can't tell what's going on and mostly caption boxes yeah we we will never find out if angela ever did become an important character nor will we care where did lenny go I'm sure when when something happens to make us pick it up again a hundred issues from now, all those plot lines will still be relevant. <laughs> Jim Jim predicting that Spawn will not move along. He'll be well, in anything, hell again. Lessons to take away from this arc, I hope for Spawn anyway. Yeah, because you want you want Spawn to do good. Yeah, damn well, it. well yeah, it's like do. the third best selling image comic. It must do something right. Yeah, I just want. Uh, I, I think Spawn would be better served if it just uh, if shit happened more often. Um, if if things happened, if events occurred that had impact and carried weight, uh, that was our whole big thing. Is that the fact that uh, two hundred issues later it was still about heaven and hell? No, no, <laughs> they've got to move along. Like that, that's not going to engage anyone for two hundred issues. Like it's just no. not. So I, I just think as long as Spawn just keeps it moving, you know, just keep the meat grinding, keep those different story arcs coming, it'll be okay. But it's kind no. of like I don't think I could have coped with Dragon being a member of the SOS forever. No. Well, you, I you, you didn't care for that? Oh, no, no, no. I loved that, but I don't think it would have, you know, been as memorable as it was if it just kept going and going and going. Mm. I think that, that that period of Dragon as a superhero is so interesting because it was so fleeting in comparison to everything that's come before and after. Right, true. He really didn't do it for very long. They had that one encounter with Dark Lord that was basically the end of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then, yeah, yeah, was... then he got stuck off Earth and everything kind of moved on without him. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's it's interesting. I think like uh, the just the timing of us talking about how you know we're ready for Malcolm to move on and uh, not move on, but like move the book forward. You know, get a rogues gallery going, get some plot threads. You know, some arcs. You know, uh, and at the same time we're talking about like Spawn, and you know our problem with Spawn. You know, feeling so same samey. Like hundreds of issues of oh heaven oh hell oh I'm tortured oh you know it's just like it's like you know you got to have variety if you're gonna do a long running book whether we're talking about like Invincible or Spawn or Savage Dragon it's just variety it's the you know 
it's how yeah. you stay alive. So, um, yeah. having said that, you know, I guess that puts the nail in the coffin of Spawn. Uh, I know me and Jim talked about it. Uh, Zach, are you are you going to ride the ant train? Uh yeah, I'll, I'll read the first couple of issues at least. All right, all right. When it when it comes out, probably a year or two from now. I hope well, it's not we, that long. I hope it's like we, in the new year. You okay. know that uh, January's previews were solicited without it. Mm. Oh, so you okay. know it's not coming by January. I don't know if February's previews were made yet. Is there a February previews out? I don't know. You don't get previews. You buy digital. Yeah, although it's not hard to get. It's, uh, I know a couple places you can look it up. Yeah, I, I should probably start buying previews because... Um, I've started going to my local comic shop more often now, and uh, I should probably pick one up, even though I'm mainly digital. So, yeah, I know. We'll see. It's handy. Um, It's handy to see things that you may or may not have realized were coming up. Um, And it also gives you a good glimpse for feels for timelines. For instance, I mean, even though we still have, you know, two more months, two and a half, over two and a half more months in this year, um, we know that Ant's not coming even into January. So Ant's not even three months away. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's still got a ways to go. Um, but no, I'm, I'm maybe, I'm, maybe it'll turn into a backup or something. I hope not. I would like to see two books. Um, I've enjoyed the whole two Larson books a month thing. Yeah. And if you think about it, it's funny because, uh, with with Supreme, there was problems. There was frictions because of the collaboration. With Spawn, there was frictions because of the collaboration. You know, here with Ant, uh, it's exciting because we're getting to see there shouldn't be any problems. Well, I don't know <laughs> if he can do it by himself. I mean, in neither of those previous cases, he did it by himself. He did the the loose inks. He, he did the layout or the loose inks, and then somebody else did the finishes and the colors mm-hmm. and the actual job of putting out a comic book. Um, so while I'm sure he can crank out pages by the boatload, I don't know if he can fully do it entirely by himself. So I'll be curious to see if he, he tries. Do we know what format he's agreed on, whether he's going to make no, it he's, monthly, quarterly? He's made no announcements to any details hmm. yet, only that it's probably coming. Me. I'd like to see it as like an annual or six monthly graphic novel release. I think a, a series of mini series might be better, honestly. Yes. It might. Yeah. I mean, just do it consistently, but at least plan like six issue arcs, and then if you know things come up, you don't look like you're hold, left holding the bag. Isn't Saga done that way? Well, the way Saga works is basically they do a trade paperback worth of issues and take a month off to get caught up if they're behind and then put out the trade. Basically, the month they put out the trade, they don't put out a new issue. And that way they can get caught up if they're behind. Headlopper, uh, which is also from Image, is also released in a quarterly interval. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do agree with you that uh, if if delays are going to be a problem, uh, it would be better to just have a slower schedule in the first place. Yeah, just plan for it. Yeah, I, I agree. So I could I would be okay with that. Uh, I would love it to be monthly. I mean, I would love it to be monthly, but it doesn't have to be. 
Uh, it can be slower. I don't I know. I think a quarterly one shot could do it too. I'm not sure if how well that would work. Well, headloppers seem to be okay. Apparently, there's going to be more headloppers. So, image fans can accept a quarterly. Um, apparently, the support is there for comics coming out at that slow pace. Does Island come out that way too? I don't know. Island is two monthly. One every two months? One every two months, yeah. So bi monthly, all right. But it's longer and costly. Yeah, it's a big anthology. Yeah. And it's got a lot of collaborators on it that work at different paces. So that that that's that's kind of a a, a weird example. Well no, Headlopper was the same way. Uh well it didn't have a bunch of collaborators, but it, it was bigger. So like yes. you would wait longer, but you would get what almost felt like two issues worth. Hmm. So, yeah, um, I think it's yeah, I'd be I'd be okay with bi-monthly or quarterly. Amps. I think going for a monthly book might be biting off too much. So I think finding some middle ground in order to stay consistent is what's most important. Quality-wise, if if uh, if slower meant better quality, uh, I would be all aboard yeah. for that. There's, there's a fine line because if you go too slow, you lose your momentum. But if you go too fast, you risk running out of steam on your own and then just causing more delays in the future. Yeah. And I, I, we know that we know that Eric can crank out these, uh, like action comics, but then we also know that like there is action fatigue, like for audiences. Like, I mean, we were kind of like, you know, we're ready for some plot and some story arcs and stuff on Savage Dragon. You know, Savage Dragon's been real action, action, action lately. And I think, like, even on the message board, somebody was like, you know, I'm ready for some plots, you know. So uh, you really can't just sell a book off of pure action, even though, hell, we know from Satan's Saga War. I mean, my God, like, it's just one ass-kicking action issue after another. Yeah. Even on that, you and you and Craig were like, you know, I kind of need some more plot. Like, this action is awesome, but I'm ready for some plot. So if Ant came out slower in order to produce a like a better, like more polished finished product. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Cool. All right. So that wraps up our many reviews of this episode. My God, we did it. Yeah, we did five issues. Good job, guys. <laughs> uh, we'll probably talk about uh, Spawn Kills Everyone. Have you read that, Raven? I had intended to. You hadn't read it? Okay, I haven't read it either. I, I haven't read I'm it. I'm only yet. assuming Dragon's in it. I'm assuming as well. Uh, if not, if nothing I else, Super Patriots in the preview. Uh, so at least there's that. We're still in spawn mode, close enough that I think it's okay to read it, and I wanted to anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, I think it's relevant. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna be like, "What the hell? Spawn kills everyone. Why? Why no, this?" I've not, I've not because, been reading that <laughs> because Deadpool did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, if it's so, been done by Deadpool and Harley Quinn, then chances are people are going to want to ride that. that is the people most, are going to want to ride that bandwagon. Those are the two most jump the shark. I know this is uh, we're, we're getting on a tangent, but those are the two most jump the shark characters in the history of comics. <laughs> Absolutely. I will, say, I will say this, though. Gwenpool's actually pretty cool. Uh, I just uh, want to kill myself. <laughs> I don't I don't have the patience, I'm afraid. <laughs> Somebody told me the idea. They were like, no, this is the idea. And I was like, hold on. 
So basically you're saying it's a fan comic about a fan in the comics. Yes, and it's written by the guy who writes uh, Adventures of Dr. McNinja. Which is one of the best. Oh, oh, hang on. Now you've picked my interest. Yeah. (laughs) No good. I'm out. That's not enough for me. Gross. Gross. Lame. (laughs) Not not Dr. McNinja. Dr. McNinja is fine. I'm saying uh, anytime... Oh, Marvel, fan, get that out of my pool box. Anytime a fan, it's like, oh, it's a fan in the car. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you, you've got better ideas than that. No. That's like yeah. some, that's like an idea that you and your friends come up when you're sitting around playing video games. That's not an idea that you like carry to fruition. Unless you work at Marvel. I mean, she started <laughs> out as a gag of like the whole, uh, Spider-Gwen and Deadpool, like, oversaturation. That's, like, the gag. And then she sort of became a character. Uh, I know, dude. Although she is not Gwen Stacy. She just has the same first name. I know. I I, I just, I want to lay down. When people describe this to me, I'm like, I hate everything. I hate everything! (laughs) You don't want to live in this world anymore. (laughs) Everything, damn it, Marvel. I like everything you just said is horrible and I just want to go lay down. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's probably great. No, I'll tell you what it is. Okay. I'll tell you what it is. It is awesome. Again, just cause it's not for me. Doesn't mean it's not good. It is awesome. Yeah. For people who like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like when I see like Gwynpool holding an umbrella over a Modoc. Yeah. And it's an homage to my neighbor Totoro. Ah, I'm just like, you know what? Ugh. We don't. Okay. <laughs> the world doesn't need this. <laughs> like, ugh. I'll tell you. Okay, I'm sorry. This is my thing. I, I, I'll stop. This is the rantiest rant, but I'm just. I'm gonna end it. I'll. I won't go on a jag because we really don't even have time for a jag. We don't. <laughs> but I'll just say this, and then I'll let it go. Creatively, I'm not a big fan of stuff that just like dips too much into the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, pop culture reference, homage, wink, wink. I, it's like, and everybody else loves it. And so, well, you can have too much of it. Of course. A lot of people love that though. Like un, unremorse, like if they see an homage or something, they're going to be like, Oh, I need that. You've just basically described modern doctor who is the only thing. So <laughs> it's 100% nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And it's funny, it's because it's like everybody likes a little nudge. I think think it's just because self-awareness is just kind of popular right now. Oh, I hate it. I I like good self-awareness. I like, you know, comics that, you know, could take the piss out of themselves. There's meta-humor, and then there's having meta-humor as a core conceit, which just does not work. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. Headshot. Boom. And so to me, that character, Gwynpool is like that's the whole idea is it's like oh man isn't it funny and how we have a perfectly good howard the duck right there <laughs> oh they've yeah. got they've got duckpool coming oh fuck's sake howard the duck and deadpool yeah that's coming steve gerber will be rolling in his grave i'm, I'm telling you so my thing is this this is my whole thing and i'll end it is like it's kind of like there's so much more merit to just doing something like trying to be as original as you can be 
like for instance, uh, you know, Lucas tried to make a Flash Gordon movie but couldn't, so we got Star Wars. Yeah, and, yeah. And I just learned that Phantasm was originally going to be a something wicked this way comes film adaptation, but he couldn't get the rights, so we got five Phantasm movies. So I'm just saying that like sometimes not chasing down the nudge nudge wink wink let's all match that it's like okay there could be this dead there could be Gwynpool or we could put our time and energy into something new and awesome <laughs> well Mad Max was originally supposed to be an unofficial dread film really yeah and look how the, that turned out uh, well they got hit by a lawsuit so uh, it, it, they had to change it uh, I, I'm and all Four Mad Max films later, and they're they're brilliant. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Yeah. So that's it. End end of Jag. End of end of tirade. Yep. Gwynpool. <laughs> Go and have a cold shower. <laughs> oh, let's take a glimpse into the future, shall we? The next issue, solicitation for Savage Dragon two seventeen. The Spawn Savage Dragon crossover conclusion. And that's it. That's all you get. What on earth could it be about without all those black boxes telling me? <laughs> I, I feel like there's a lot to wrap up, though. Hmm. Oh, Unless no. it segues into something that will be wrapped up in Dragon. I don't know you that know? there's really that much. They've kind of just set it up. It's like there's the Alzea stone just needs dealt with. Right. Let's go kill him. Yeah. Let's go yeah. to New Mexico. It'd be nice to yeah. get out of the cities for a little while. Yeah. yeah. I got I to say, uh, I think I think they could do it. I think they could do it in an issue. I'm sure. But uh, it's it's what I've discovered is from these kind of crossover events in Dragon, it does segue into something later on. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's loose ends. What comes? What is two eighteen? Is that the trial of Glum? Yeah, I think so. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> so straight take... back into the uh, the status quo after this, then. Well, let's take a glimpse. Here. Whatever constitutes status quo in Dragon. Oh no, we're wrong. It's not the Trial of Glum. Self-contained issue. Malcolm and Maxine have madcap adventure fraught with peril. A day in the life of Savage Dragon. Huh. Huh. And that's the cover with Maxine falling. Oh, falling. Yes, I do remember. Yeah. Hmm. That's a glimpse. That's a glimpse. So we're not jumping straight into the Trial of Glum. Okay. Ooh, I can't wait. Although I'm sure it'll be teased a bit. It's probably a catch-up issue to get us up to mo- get us up to real time again. I I feel that's probably coming um, hmm. because he had said that he's fallen way off track with the babies. So yeah, because uh, I don't know if you you said uh, are you caught up? Are you have you been reading lately, Zach? Yeah, I've I've read two hundred up to the present, so I've I've basically it's one. F- 151 through to 199 I've not read. Oh, okay. Well, then you're I've, totally up. The uh, the stretch of last last few stretches of issues, they've been very, very like the next moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
Definitely. Like I mean, like they're kidnapping the babies, and then the next issue, like they're gem- they're gunning down to the street to try and stop them. <laughs> yeah, the um, real world thing, uh, the, the real world pace, obviously got shrugged off a little bit. What with nine months of Maxie's pregnancy basically being jogged over in a few issues. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that was let go. Um, obviously, as you said, it's going to be a bit of a catch up. Um, I don't know. It, it all evens itself out. Yeah, in the long run, I, I've never been like, I love the real-time thing. So, like, uh, I'm not saying it's not important. It, it's absolutely crucial. At the same time, when it gets fudged, I, I don't, I don't like, go to pieces. Yeah, there was, a, there was a brief time where he was trying desperately to make every issue basically be a month. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a little bit um, artificial. It felt yeah really clumsy, honestly. So I'm kind of glad he's like he's he's basically giving himself whatever time he needs to tell a story and then kind of jumping up whenever he can. Hmm. I'm it okay all with lines that. out at some point. I mean, I, the, the 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 big timekeeping issue here was the pregnancy and the babies. So that's something you have to deal with in order to keep it quote unquote real time. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to obsess about it as much when you don't have like a very visible clock to see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I'll agree with that. And of course we got no spawn for me to do. I know. Day. I know. I want to pour one out for uh gym solicitations. I suppose I'll do ant whenever it arrives. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. You sorted. You got to get that uh I want to get I want to hear a, a gym solicitation voice like cuz you kind of played spawn for laughs. I sure did. I want to hear. I want situation hear comedy spawn. <laughs> it was Rock real spawn. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to hear it develop. Yeah. I want to I want to hear you develop your uh spawn solicitation voice. Make it an ant, build it up. You know, uh, are you going to go back and read the old ant? No. Okay. No. It's only like a trade. There's not much of it. I might. I, I, might. I, I might do. I'm just not tempted. What little I've seen of Mario Gully on social media, he seems like a bit of an arse. So I'm not sure he's the kind of person <laughs> I want to give money to. Well, I've heard that the comic is not uh, super like coherent i've heard the comics all over the place uh that being said i mean it's just so little there's like a trade's worth isn't I mean, there a run in image and then another run at like idw or something i don't know that was complete. but i will say that it should all be at image now eric owns it he does so hmm. there's technically no reason why it wouldn't be there um but I, I, I might go back. We, we might, if I read it, you'll get some ant retrospective. I mean, it's not necessary, and I might not even do it. But I'm sort of feeling the itch to go back, even even if a comic's not perfect. I mean, you know, even bad comics, just like bad movies, they're still worth watching for the good parts. Mm, I do own an ant issue, and there is a six dollar collection. That that's what I'm saying. Is how cheap is that trade? So I might, I might go back and read. We, we might. I'm just saying, listeners, you might get 
a ant retrospective. It, it's only one book. So we just did five issues in one podcast. I'm pretty sure we can do an ant retrospective. <laughs> well, mm. possible. Is that, is that all there is to say, then, fellas? That's it. I think we're that's done. it. Well, Zach, thanks so much for joining us. Good sir. Yes, thank you, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Anyway, didn't have a heck of a lot to say. You had more than enough to say. We appreciated your insights, and that third man voice is crucial to our formula. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. And, of course, you can uh, send, drop us an email anytime at savagefincast at gmail.com. Uh, check us out on our website at savagefincast.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the uh, Eric Larson slash Savage Dragon group. We're generally hanging out there uh, with all Savage Dragon related chit chat. Uh, I've, I've even been making an effort to be on the forums at Image a little more. So, trying. <laughs> But of course, uh, yeah, we always want to hear from you. Any you know, interesting conversations, obviously. Uh, just any questions in general, any feedback. We always want to hear from you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>